Unless you really want me to start it, then uh, then I'll do it. Wait, am I supposed to start? Yeah, that's what I said. Whenever you're <laughs> oh ready. Oh my god, you're starting us off. <laughs> the, the 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 ad thing at the beginning. That starts the podcast. That starts the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Just Some Guardians is brought to you by He Shirt She Shirt, an Etsy shop that is the most accommodating and wondrous Etsy shop I have ever ordered from. You can find them on Etsy by searching He Shirt She Shirt. That's not a Dr. Seuss conundrum. It's he shirt, she shirt. Kind of. This is. is literally the most comfortable t-shirt I have ever. Oh, that's creepy. It's the most comfortable t-shirt I have literally ever ordered online. And I've ordered quite a few, especially since COVID yeah. shut down everything. Um, no, legit. And uh, I will say that they have beautiful koozies that they include um, and and uh, decals. You can't really see it. Decals don't translate. It looks like a white piece of paper. Yeah, that exactly. It's like, imaginary. Well, <laughs> you know, there's a decal. That I is, promise. This is, it's upside down. We won't, you know. There, there you go. go. There, there. Okay, so this decal, there's, I got two. One is on my car, Subaru Crosstrek 2017, just saying. Uh, the other is here in my hand. But no, he shirt, she shirt on Etsy. Unbelievable customer service, unbelievable quality. Just some guardians would not be where they are sitting in their chairs wearing the t-shirts right now if it yeah. wasn't for he shirt, she shirt. Yeah, those of you in our on uh, the audio side of this, uh, all of us on the show right now are wearing our JS, our Just Some Guardians shirts. In the, in the, in the same color. color. Yeah. They're offered in white or cream right now. And the three of us have creamed ourselves yeah, yeah, with yeah. just some guardians swag. <laughs> just saying. How, do, how does that, how does that go? Brett, is that good? It's so good. It yeah. Feels, it feels great. Oh my God. It's like, it's real. and we're, It's yeah. happening. It's just, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a flip. Man. It's a trip. <laughs> it's Friday. So we wear cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't forget to use code JSGCAST for 10% off of your order. He shirt, she shirt dot com. Wow. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, anything you, before? I mean, we haven't introduced you yet, but this is just a, where we're talking about how great the shirt is, Phoenix. If you want to say anything, go for it. It's fantastic. Uh, you heard him, like, folks. It's fantastic. Like he said. <laughs> I also have ordered a lot of shirts online, and they are garbage. This was a pleasant surprise for a lot cheaper than most shirts you will order. It is it's awesome. And the koozie and decals was a surprise. I had no idea he was doing that. Oh, yeah. And then everyone's like, yeah. hey, I'm getting this. And I'm like, wait, what? That's so cool. I, yeah, I literally, started. I opened it, and I'm like, what? Okay, so real quick, not to derail. When I was a child, I was in like the Cub Scouts mm-hmm. and the um, um, Tiger Cubs before that, when I was even younger. And we had like Tiger Paws that you'd iron on, iron on to your shirt. They trusted parents to iron on things to your shirt. Um, the majority of shirts I order online are that quality. Yeah. Like, oh, the parent just ironed on the Tiger Paw for the mm-hmm. Tiger Cub kid. No, this is legit. And I'm. This is coming from someone who has peeled off more things from their shirt than their parents ever cared to admit. Um, 
Yeah. He shirt, she shirt. He shirt, she shirt. Legit. They'll make you wet. They'll make you cream. Yeah. Les, <laughs> thanks yes, for that ad read, buddy. We absolutely appreciate you sweating it out last second and yes, sending it in here's the best. Time. <laughs> All it's right. True. Uh, so this is where intro music would be. It's still a work in progress, sadly. So uh, Mr. Gunbait101 is the man working on our music. He did have to put his little puppy dog down this week, which is sad. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, so he hasn't been able to work on it. So, so mo- moment for Gunbait's dog. Yep. So, welcome to episode 92, everybody, of Just Some Guardians. <laughs> yeah, merriment, laughter, and joy. That's the peak we're riding right now to start this show. <sighs> Folks, I'm Elmer Fudd. I'm here to host. I'm here to guide us. I'm here to cherish every single one of you and to coddle your ear holes with our words. That's nice. Russell will be here at some point. He's very late. He had to work at, like, midnight on his... Friday night, so, you know, whatever. I'm sure he's just jerking it in the bathroom right now, thinking about his life. But we do have oh, just the ever-sensuous Sandbag Bob here. What's up, brother? Hey, boy. <laughs> How you doing? I'm great, man. I'm fantastic. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I hit a wall earlier. I've been back at work a little bit this week, and, uh, and I'm going to take a nap every day because I'm just getting wiped. And I didn't mm-hmm. nap today. And so I hit my second wall like right before we started the call, which was the perfect time to hit a second wall. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah. So we'll pull through, man. Swag, swag. Yeah. yeah this this week has been uh, – yeah, I said swag. That's no, just – we want to avoid that. Yeah, I, yeah. That, I, that I, I did it. I did it. it swag happened. on, everyone. Um. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. No, this week was chaotic. It was crazy. It was ridiculous. And when I woke up this morning and it was Friday, needless to say, I celebrated a bit, mm-hmm. which made my dog, Kevin, wonder what was going on. Why are we so excited? It's Friday morning. Oh, my God. Um. No, I'm very happy to be here. Good. Very happy. Hell, yeah. It's going to be a good show tonight because we have with us, folks. Oh, we have a we have a guest, which you already. It's not a big surprise because like we already. I don't know, why am I doing this this way? You can see his face on the stream for those of you tuning in. Yeah, just some guard twitch.tv slash just some guardians Friday nights by eleven thirty p.m. Eastern time. You can see the face of the guy I talked about during the ad read. You already know is here, ladies and gentlemen. It's a risen phoenix. What's up, dude? Maybe they skipped the ad read. That could, you know. Don't you some, dare. Some people are douches. Skip <gasps> and they skip ad reads. <laughs> don't don't be a douche. That's why we periodically he throw shirt, it she in randomly. Exactly. He shirt, she shirt. Yeah. Well, how's your week been, buddy? Ain't been bad. Shit happens. Can't complain. Been pretty decent. I mean, if you want and to complain, we're here for you. Hell, I'm on this show, so it got a hell of a lot better. Oh, dude. Oh. You look good in that shirt from He Shirt She Shirt. That's all I'm saying. That's true. It uh, He Shirt She Shirt. Yeah. Uh, did me good. Yeah. Gave me bonus ship. I didn't order. And I was scared. I'm like, I didn't order that. What they charged me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they me. Go check, yeah. Do I, I got bonus. Straight up. That's the way to go, man. He shirt, she shirt. Crazy stuff. Crazy There's stuff. Well, I mean it's weird not having Russell here right now, you know what I mean, everybody? 
Yeah, no story about eating shit. Yeah. Like lack of poop jokes. Yeah. Yeah. So stories about yeah. poop. Anyone got some poop stories? No. I mean I almost shit no. myself like a week ago, but meh. Okay. That's just morning farts. <laughs> you ever okay, so for Christmas I got one of those like neutral bullet blenders, which I've been wanting for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have to tell you, like making yourself a smoothie every day with like spinach and avocado and pineapple and coconut, mm-hmm. stuff starts to just flow through you Ooh. a lot faster than yeah. you expected. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. We'll leave the gruesome details to Russell, who will be joining us later. Yeah, and he'll he definitely have a story. <laughs> he's probably pooping. He's going to join in like an hour and be like, guys, whoa, I've been shitting for three hours straight. <laughs> He's going to be like, you said neutral bullet. I'm going to say Russell bullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We had to get our toilet replaced today. <laughs> it's the third one this week. Damn it, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> they blame seismic activity. Little do they know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, used to, I check Russell's uh, local forecast sometimes just to kind of, you know, be in the know. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Well, what's everyone up to gaming-wise? All that good stuff this week, man. Phoenix, let's start with you, bud. What have you been up to? How's the new... Didn't, like, the new Destiny thing drop or something? I don't... I'm not playing currently, so I don't remember. It did, but I have yet to touch it. Just because I I know once I jump into it, I'm going to be kind of locked in. I'm still trying to finish Cyberpunk, even though I've played it for, like, 90 hours and only halfway through the campaign. How's that going? Going pretty good. I mean, yeah, I've hit some of the glitches people do, but not nearly as bad as everyone says. Granted, I'm on PC, so maybe that's part of it. Yeah. But it's a hell of a fun game. That's awesome. What's I'm your... Just enjoying fucking around. What's your favorite aspect of it? Like, what part of it, like, just uh, hooks you? Just running in with either a big katana or mantis blades, and everybody shooting me with shotguns and all their... Smart bullets and power weapons, and I'm just, I run up, slice the dude's head off, and <laughs> mow through all of them. Like, it's nothing. That's so awesome. You're just tanking through everything. Oh, but, the mental image, man. Yeah, I, lo- I love shit like that. Oh, <laughs> I'm bringing a knife to a gunfight, and I'm going to win. Am. Yeah. <laughs> and I will win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Welcome to Flavortown. <laughs> 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 it's funny you say that that's what i call my taint flavor town <laughs> lord <laughs> welcome oh god you gotta did you make did you make your dick like a little like like shirt that's got flames all over it oh my god i would have but it's too small and then bleach you your it's like a German army helmet attached to my helmet. God, that's, that's all I want to say. <laughs> Going to Google. No. <laughs> well, I know we were just talking about cyberpunk a little bit in uh, in my Discord today. You've been you've been playing that recently too, Nick, right? Yeah. So oddly enough, I start. So I got it day one. Um, uh, strangely enough, like right before Jake and I got cyberpunk, 
mm-hmm. I managed to land a PS5 um, thanks to a Google Chrome ad add-on, add-in, whatever, that helped me keep track of when Sony was going to drop stock on like the PlayStation Live like actual store. So I landed a PS5, and then Jake got my PS4 Pro. He gets my handy handy. Yeah. Here you go. Um, Here you go. It's, it's you. It's, um, it's for you, big man. It's for you. So we both started at the same time. I read in their announcement that they were launching like a PS5 version that would quote take advantage of all of the PS5's features. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have a PS5, if you played Astro's Playroom. Unbelievable platformer, unbelievable like love song, love story to like PlayStation gamers, and it really makes you feel like the DualSense controller and what it can do. So at that point, I decided, and I was like 20 hours into Cyberpunk, I'm gonna stop, and I will I will pick up the game again and start new if I have to, or finish my current save on the PS5 version once it actually comes out. But the 20 or so hours I played, I loved it. Yes, it was. There were bugs. Yes, I crashed, but mm, not really that big of a deal. When I I come from like a PC gaming background, mm-hmm. I'm used to bugs and crashing, so it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, this whole concept, like transferring over to console in the last maybe five to seven years, I can get why everyone's like up in arms and it's like, oh, this guy is falling. Like I get it. I get it though. That's the way gaming was on PC forever. Um, but I'm not going to finish Cyberpunk until PS5 version comes out, so I can I can feel it with my dual sense controller. Yes, indeed. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. It helps when you like when you go into it knowing you're probably gonna have bugs and crashes. Like, then it happens. You're like, oh well, there it is. Like I thought. Right. Right. Yeah. I've beta tested a few games too, so it's like it seems sick and wrong that I was like, "Oh, this is like a beta test" because <laughs> it was, it was the launch was. for yeah. a game. So I, I totally like. Don't get me wrong; I'm not like writing off Cyberpunk and, or CD Projekt Red and, and what happened with Cyberpunk because I think they kind of deserve the backlash that they got. But at the same time, it didn't surprise me or shock me. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But can I can I mention and I don't mean to like take too much time in the beginning, you mentioned the destiny like yeah, go the for new it. season. Do your thing. So season of the chosen just launched and I've been playing it. Oh, I didn't know that actually. Yeah. It's kind of fun. So the story for those of you that are destiny lore versed is Emperor Callus's daughter, Keitel has now claimed the the throne of the Cabal Empire because he, the darkness showed up in the Sol system and Kallus and the Leviathan just hightailed it up. Like, we don't know what the hell happened. They're, they're gone. Grow fat from strength and run away! <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so Keitel comes in, she calls like the leaders of the Vanguard, and so Osiris and Zavala show up. And, you know, they, she asks join my empire we can stop the hive and we can stop the darkness and we can thrive as a society because apparently the cabal homeworld was taken over by the darkness during the interim between the red war and where we are right now and so torah Badal, the the cabal homeworld is 
totally gone. Like it's not even on the map anymore. And idiots. Zavala tells her no. And if you've watched anything on Twitter lately or Reddit, if you're following, you know Lance Reddick decided to be like the OG boss of all OG bosses. And basically told us if you're at war with the Cabal, whether you like it or not, then you're a bitch. Yeah. Uh, no, you literally have got to look this up on Reddit. It's he so took a good. Of what Zavala should have said in that moment. And he actually read it as Zavala, which is the best thing I think I've ever watched on Reddit. <laughs> like, just, just, oh. Yeah. It was Keitel, Empress Keitel is basically asking the Vanguard to join forces and bow. And he says no. And that's it. And this, this is all spawning from a dude on Reddit, or I forget where it originated, but it was a meme that was basically saying what Zavala really should have said in that moment. And Lance Reddick, the voice actor for Zavala, decided to go online and, and read that meme response as the character, and it was just genius. So, yeah, I'd be lying if I didn't say all day today I was muttering to myself as Zavala. <laughs> so... But no, Season of the Chosen, it, it introduces a new mode called Battleground. It's basically like Horde mode, as close as you can get in Destiny, where you, you it's not Horde mode insofar as like you bunker down in one place and fight for your lives. You kind of slowly work your way towards the command ship and kill the boss. But the amount, the sheer amount of Cabal you're fighting is insane. That's awesome. I mean, in Insane. You know, the, the waves and the Leviathan in the mm -hmm. main room, it makes that look like a small amount of Cabal. It's cool. That sounds that's, awesome. That's all. I'm sorry. I've, I've taken up a lot. No, you're good. That, hey, there we go. That's, that's, we used to be a Destiny podcast. It's the most Destiny we've had in a long time. We brought it back. Full circle. Look at that. See, I, I logged in just long enough to see that one of the brand new emotes is the power line dance from a Goofy movie. Yeah, I, I did see have that. it. I did. Are you kidding me? No, that's a real thing. It hundred percent the power line dance that they do at the end of the movie on stage. Mm -hmm. You know, the perfect cast dance. I might actually buy some, and then I, I popped off there because again, I'll probably get hooked. But I got too much stuff to play right now. Yeah, hooked <laughs> perfect cast. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, you're so witty, Mister Risen Phoenix. You'd be surprised that was not intentional. <laughs> I don't believe. But I'm going to go with it. I take, take the credit. Take take it. Take take it. And run. Will oh, Ferrell's anchor man grabbing the seat. I don't believe you. All right, there we go. I don't think I've been doing it. I've been playing a ton of Sea of Thieves. That's been really good right now. With the uh, that's a solid game. Yeah, with the new the now they have the seasonal content. Uh, that's been really cool. They've got this event going on where you can unlock all these weapon skins and then a title for uh, killing skeleton captains and ghost ships. We've just been just grinding out ghost ships like crazy. It's been super fun. Wait, which game is this? Uh, sea of Thieves. Oh my god, Sea yes. of Thieves. I forgot that was a thing. Sea of Thieves. Yes. So, so that's where you've been putting your I'm a Spaniard. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Spaniard now, yes. <laughs> I've been sailing been... the seven seas. Around Sicily. I become bad uh, Sean Connery That's impression. It's good Sean Connery. <laughs> Mr. Reason Phoenix. Well, uh, yeah. uh, 
some of Sean Connery's worst accent attempts. Well, all of his it's, <laughs> impressions. I'm a Spaniard. Himself. I'm a Russian submarine captain. I'm <laughs> from Boston. I'm now I a am New Yorker. I'm a dragon. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a dragon. Yeah. It's I'm just the same. Up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't normally? All the time. I thought that was when normal. I when I fought to you here, Scotland the Brave. <laughs> but um no so there's the um captain flameheart event which i'd never done it's this like it's a big floating uh orange skull in the distance captain flameheart and you go there his whole like ghost ship fleet comes out and it's just like wave after wave after wave of this stuff and i'd never done it and so me and uh clear knight who's been on the show before sat down did it just the two of us in a sloop which is the smallest ship it's for two people and man, that was one of the most stressful things I think I've ever done in gaming, period. <laughs> we were just crying, screaming, fixing, repairing, shooting cannons off both sides. They're coming in and out because they'll like come out of a portal and come towards you and then teleport over here and over there. And I'm like spinning the wheel to try not to have them run into us and threading the needle everywhere. It was it was terrifying. And once we, we had the, uh, so the last wave, there's the, the capital ship in the middle and there's like six ghost ships around it and so we're just blasting cannons into these ships and nothing's happening until we realize only the middle one can actually take damage so then we had to maneuver our little ship like between all these big ones while getting fired at and repairing just to try to get some cannon fire into the main one we're like oh dear god please no so so is this is a little ship like a dinghy kind of yeah it's no not not a dinghy like, did you have to row or did it have no. like, a sail no i had a sail but it's just like Oh, okay. There's there's it, one sail, a smaller deck, and one oh. cannon on each side, and that's like it. It's very small. Wow. Yeah. And so so most people try to do this in like a galleon, which you know, the big ship. You got cannons everywhere, a whole crew to rock and roll. And uh so we finally had to like angle ourselves in just the weirdest spot and just lob cannons and pray until it finally ended and the music hit and he did his voice line and oh, it was a joyous moment. Yeah, one of the most intense I like it ended. My heart was pumping for the night. I couldn't sleep for like four hours. I was just laying in bed going, <laughs> fire all. I, mean, fire that I grabbed Lisa. You don't know what I've been through. <laughs> You're afraid to get wet. <laughs> You're afraid to get wet. Jim, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, Jim. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was a good time. <laughs> that sounds so fantastic. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh. See, now I'm extra glad I didn't do that. The The last time I played, uh, last week or something, Yeah, my nine-year-old's like, hey, Dad, let's, today, we played the day before. Uh-huh. She's like, okay, today we stayed away from Flameheart. Today we're going to kick his butt. Mm, I doubt it. Every time she started to head towards him, I'm like, hey, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, shiny. Shiny. yeah. Let's go over here. Let's, oh, wait, there's a ghost ship or there's another player. Let's go the exact opposite direction of Flameheart. Because she's good. But, but they're, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't taking down Flameheart <sighs> in a sloop. <laughs> we'll, we'll get a galleon. We'll, we'll, we'll take you over there. And then I'll jump off it and let you guys just do it because I ain't doing that again. <laughs> That's what I do. You'll do the heavy looking on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, 
I'll be in the crow's nest the whole time. Looks like their ships over there could be dangerous. Good luck. Oh, is that cannon fire? <laughs> Sounds I dangerous. I certainly wasn't standing at the top of the ship with a TNT barrel. Oh, absolutely. Barrel. I was not doing that. Oh, I did. Um, also, with see if these real quick, just for fun. So um, the Xbox Game Pass also transfers over mm-hmm. to PC. So if you get so Sea of Thieves is free on that. So I haven't had to pay a dime, right? And oh, so nice. all the content they drop is free. Uh, the seasonal update they dropped was free. So I've been playing, you know, off off and on. I'll I'll play hard for like a couple weeks, and then you know, not for a while. But I'm like, you know, yeah. I've never I've put enough time in this, and I've never spent a dime. And I'm that guy that like feels bad for that. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna buy a, a ship skin. I'm like, that's not bad. I can do that. You know, I put enough time in the game. And so I'm looking through, and they had a bunch of, like, homages to, like, classic games. Like, there was a Battletoad ship and uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day and all that kind of stuff, you know? Oh, my God. Conker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But I had to go with uh, the special ship, and it was it was for Banjo-Kazooie. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It is like just super bright yellows and reds. There's musical notes across the front. You have there's uh, like they can't use exact likeness, but it's all it's designed for uh, for that. Right. So I have this this bear on the front with this, you know, this red bird on the back and like the cannons are all gold plated and everything. And the sails are jiggy? yellow. You what? Is there a jiggy? Is oh, there yeah. like a puzzle piece? Yeah. Oh, there's puzzle pieces on the cannons on the cap stand. There's a giant puzzle piece. Uh, I think on the sale, there's a big puzzle piece. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's all there. That is beautiful. It's so good. My favorite thing, though. So I just like the idea of just everyone does these, like, dark brooding on a pirate ship, you know. Some of this, like, just neon yellows and blues and reds ship, you know, sailing around. But <laughs> so it came with a cannon effect, which is a new thing in the game. Um, newer to me, at least, I guess. But so every time you fire a cannon out, like... Particle effects and feathers just go everywhere like you just blew up a chicken when you fired your cannon. <laughs> it's so amazing. So, like, we were in a uh, the brig, which is, like, the, the medium-sized ship, uh, last night, actually. And I had friends on, on both cannons, and they're blasting, and I'm piloting. And there's just, like, feathers <laughs> billowing past me the whole time. I'm like, blah, 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 while I'm trying to sail. I'm glad they're not glued here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, yeah, jeez. Yeah, Banjo-Kazooie ship. It made me very happy. I had to that do that. so fantastic. <laughs> I know, right? Of all things, Banjo-Kazooie, they've almost, had it not been for Smash Ultimate, like including Banjo and Kazooie, they would have almost faded into non-existence. Oh, yeah, but not in my heart. Not in my little jiggy. That's underneath my JSG shirt from He Shirt, She Shirt. <laughs> Softest shirt I've ever ordered online. Indeed, indeed. Well, folks, we do have an actual, uh, you know, topic for the night chosen by one Arisen Phoenix. <clears throat> and I think it was an incredible topic. It started off as an in- insanely broad topic, which we then had to kind of focus down into not being an eight-hour show. <laughs> it could have been, definitely. Yeah. <gasps> do you want to see a dog? I do want to Is see a dog. Wrong? Is there a dog in the background behind I you? I think that was a cat. Was it a cat or a dog? I think it was a cat. Yeah, it'd be the cat. Um, the dog's upstairs with, locked in a room with the girls. Sorry, I was like totally, I saw four legs and a tail. I'm like, ah, yeah, squirrel. <laughs> she, she decides this is the perfect time to play. 
Yeah, Natural. absolutely. She's jumped in the room and jumped back out. Yeah. For no reason. There's if no this door wasn't out. closed, there'd probably be a cat laying like right here. Yeah, I, I got both the doors in here closed to keep Kevin out. Yeah, so. well, I hear that. So our topic for the night, folks, is a, is a wonderful show, right? One of the greatest animated series to ever grace the television screen, our hearts. I believe I actually have the box series because it was that good. And I'm very glad you chose this. I'm very excited mm. to get into it. After I say the name, <laughs> brother, I'm throwing it to you, and you're going to get us started because it was your choice. Good luck. <laughs> folks, we're talking about Batman the Animated Series. Phoenix. Guide us in, brother. The greatest show of our childhood. If if you didn't see it, get fucked. Hey, yeah, hey, I'll agree with that. You, you really, you really. did not grow up if you didn't see this show. I don't care age. You could have been twenty when it came out. Go check out the show. You could have been still a twinkle in your daddy's eye when the show came out. Go watch the show. Yeah. I think, I mean, some kids were probably made while watching the show. Um, 100%. Yeah. Harley Quinn, Catwoman. The uh, Mm -hmm. week. And he's like, oh, Batman, the animated series. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like from the 90s, like like Mm -hmm. red sky and lightning pan up. I am the night. And he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that show and all the movies that it spawned. Yes. Oh yeah. Mask of the Phantasm. Can I just say, I saw that in theaters and it was packed. Oh yeah. And that was a movie for an animated show mm-hmm. in the nineties, way ahead of its time as far as storytelling goes, as far as voice acting goes, as far as animation goes. Oh. I mean, it hit every single nail that you need to hit to be like a, a serious serial television show way before anything else in the category. Yeah. And then well, and I, I saw some kind of uh, documentary or whatever behind the scenes kind of thing. Yeah. Where like Batman was dying off in popularity. They they tried with the, the first Tim Burton movie and... It helped things a bit, but then they decided let's make a cartoon series in the same styling, and it completely like quadrupled the attention to Batman. Oh yeah, because I saved. I hadn't Batman. really had a lot of interest in that kind of stuff when I I I mean I was well, when did it actually launch? Yeah, I was like really young when it launched, so I had no idea, and that really shaped and molded me for who I am. Like. Mm-hmm getting into that side of, well, I guess just becoming a geek nerd kind of guy, you know, is just like, wait, what's this? Oh, this is amazing. Oh, this action is great. I like this art style. Wait, there's more like this. And that got me over into, you know, the X-Men and Mar- you know, any, anything else you can think of that this show guided a lot of us as kids into other sections of nerdum. And then like, like something you brought up, Nick is like having, it had a serious tone that wasn't really around for a kid's show at the time. No, like, it was oh, yeah. very mature for what it was, but not I, in a like a for mature audiences kind of thing, you know. Like they well, got really dark without being too dark. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's an important thing there because I think you watch it from from like the perspective of a child. Mm-hmm. It's very intense and very serious. 
you watch it from the perspective of, a, of an adult. Like if you were to go back to, and watch it now, it is aged so well. Oh, it's yeah. not even funny. I mean, you pick up on tones and themes and things that are suggested that you did pick up on as a child and they helped you grow to who you are now. But if you were to go and watch it now, even without having experienced it as a child, you're going to notice the social commentary in there. Mm -hmm. You're going to notice the narrative undertones that are there. It was it was impeccable, not even just in dialogue and storytelling, but like for me, at least, and this, it probably existed beforehand. To me, I don't like the hero Superman. I think he's boring and a throwaway. Like, oh, he's perfect. Uh, I agree with that 100%. Yep. The square jaw and the voice of that Batman. Kevin that Conroy. Thank you. Because mm. I wasn't going to look it up. Because my keyboard's unplugged. <laughs> yeah, can Wait a second. But you have a laptop. You had to look it up. <laughs> Okay. That that brings you down a notch if you would have had to look up I'm a fan. Ninety percent of the time. But the nineties like Brett's uh, fun fun was saying, the nineties show for Batman, I think, was my gateway into that. Because had I not watched oh, yeah. it, I wouldn't I wouldn't have given the X Men the animated series. You know the dinner, dinner, we all watched, and that has to be another episode because I love that show. I wouldn't have given that show the time of day. I wouldn't have given X Men Evolution the time of day. Which, as much as Batman the animated series was a gateway, I think X Men Evolution was as well. Again, show for another time. Yeah, absolutely. But those moments where Batman would be cloaked, and you would you would see like other characters of the episode talking and then you see his white eyes open and he walks into the scene and that silky smooth deep yeah. voice just starts talking like oh my gosh i don't think a single batman live action film has captured that no absolutely not to this date not even close like as far as Batman being like in the shadows and just like coming out and busting your face in, I think Dark Knight Rises when they're underneath the city, that captured it a little bit. Um, the Batfleck captured it just a little bit in Batman versus Superman, but it hasn't. I mean, that show stands as an island as far as what Bruce Wayne and Batman really is, I oh, think. Yeah. And I'm going to shut up for a bit because I've been talking <laughs> Phoenix, bring it. Yeah, no, uh, Grant, I, I started re-watching the show because I found out you could, uh, HBO Max, and I remembered the voice being way better in the first couple episodes. Yeah. There's some rockiness there, <clears throat> but still, the show's great because it's so simplistic, mm. and they do amazing things with just black and, like, two hues of gray. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Ridiculous. And, yeah, the, the whole cast were, what, I think, um, oh, shit, I just, I just gave him hell for forgetting his name, and I can't. Kevin Con uh, Conroy? Kevin Conroy, yeah. Well, imagine he, not knowing actually, Kevin Conroy. <laughs> he, he, was, 
he was uh, he said he was going to go a, audition for a like a small play or something and his agent's like eh, just give this voice acting a shot he's like nobody watches cartoons why would i do that he's like you know what eh, heck with it and he jumped in and then you know he's working with freaking mark hamill and everybody else on that amazing show yeah. <laughs> it ah. There's just too much good about the damn show. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Like, Nick, yeah? Shit. I'm blanking too much. Sorry. Imagine yeah. not knowing Nick. <laughs> Imagine God. That's Sandbag Bob, damn it. You can call him that. Hey, you but, call me Bob Sandbag? Nick? Yeah. Late for dinner? That's don't call me anyway. It's like when you play with somebody for like two years on on a game and you know the real name but it's wrong it just feels wrong to say their real name yeah right yeah anyway whatever that's that's a rabbit hole um but yeah if i hadn't if that show hadn't got me so hooked i wouldn't have tried the spider-man series i wouldn't have tried x-men or any of that it was it was a gateway gorgeous beautiful jackie chan adventures (laughs) Hey, no, that shit. Okay. Jackie. I just want to throw out. You you mentioned that the Batman anime series holds up really well. I went back to watch Jackie Adventures. It does not hold up well. No. I went back to it <laughs> and I was like, this is terrible. But it was one of my favorite shows at the time. But yeah, it's not good. Um, there, there's a lot of shows from back yeah, then yeah. that didn't hold up. But, but yeah. So Kevin, you know, we, we can hit a little more with Kevin Conroy because there, there's there's another name that I'm sure we're gonna have a shit ton to talk about, but um, it just hit that those subtle inflections that like, I'm happy, I'm angry, I don't care, and everything in between was like, just this the subtlest little blip, yeah, just the subtlest little blip, and you, oh wow, huh. His feeling, but you picked up on it because it was so different than just the monotone Batman voice, you know, and like um, the animation itself was like, you think it's kind of simple because like how the backdrops are and everything. And then once it gets into like the really well animated fight scenes, like the combat in this show was really well done. Uh, and uh, and then you start realizing like, oh, this is actually pretty in-depth animation, but it was like. I don't know it's, I, that art style was just fantastic, man. It was. It had a really like a bar quality to it mm-hmm. in in the draw the drama because very distinct drama action. Yeah, like like dichotomy, and I yeah. think in the drama sequences. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, just back to what I had said before. Yeah, they they were trying to kind of copy what one of the movies had had done. And keep that dark feel, but in a cartoon mm. to, to add that drama just from the styling of the art. But it was still the hand painted. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Backdrops. Yeah, it was like Kevin Conroy. Okay, okay. Tim Burton Batman films didn't fail because of any any actor, or they're not looked on looked upon like negatively because of any one actor from my perspective it was just too 
meh, too unrealistic just to be unrealistic. Yeah. And to yeah. put that, to take that concept and put it into animation, you automatically have this suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. You automatically have this allowance that you're giving because it's in animation. That's not what reality really looks like. And I think that that really lent itself or bat, the, the, the Gotham that Tim Burton set up and the idea that they were trying to go for adapting it and grafting it to animation really lent itself well for that mm-hmm. because you automatically have that disconnection because it's animation. It's not going to look real, uh, especially then because animation hadn't really gone further than, you know, Agrabah in Aladdin. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I love it. I mm. love the aesthetic that they used and in the drama sequences, because we were just talking about like the drama, the dichotomy between the drama and the action, the drama, the voice acting 100% carried those drama sequences. Cause you, you look at it and yes, they have a very simple color palette. You've got Batman primarily when he's Batman, not Bruce Wayne in the shadows with the cloak, you know, and all you can really make out is his eyes other than his silhouette. And it's 100% the voice acting. And that, you know, what, 25 years later for me? I'm 33, don't judge me. 25 plus years later, like, that's what I remember. I remember his voice. I remember the silhouette, and I remember his voice over everything else. I always remember the... uh, the it happened like every other episode where Batman would be talking to someone and they'd turn around and he was just gone and the curtain was going and the window was open. And like that always sticks. Anytime I see a window, I'm like, blink, look, blink, look. Did those blinds just move? Yeah. But something, so um, just to, keep, to keep talking about Batman as the person for, for a little bit longer too, the thing I really liked with the, with the show that something the movies didn't do a lot of is it spent a lot of time as Bruce Wayne showing that side of things as well, how he had to keep that up, how he had his, an actual life that existed outside of being Batman. And, you know, the ups and downs of that, of trying to keep hidden who he is while trying to be himself at the same time. And they did a re- um, something that just hit me actually a few minutes ago. We were talking about it is like um, a lot of children's shows, air quotes. Now you have stuff for the kids and the things for the parents is like, adult humor not like not like really dirty but like jokes that like the kids are like oh animation while the parents are like hey that's really funny i watch a lot of shows with my kids right now and that's some of them are just absolutely hilarious and my kids don't get any of the jokes and it's great but like you were saying the thing with this show is like i could sit my dad was never really into any of this stuff but he would sit down and watch with us because like you were saying the you know the political intrigue or some of the drama stuff and some of those tones was like stuff that he connected with as an adult while we were just like, oh, Batman, he's so cool. And to have all the Bruce Wayne stuff for the adults that want to watch and the, the love interests and, and all that going on, you know, it was, it was just, it was brilliantly written all around. Like you've been saying, it's just, yeah, fantastic. I really, I really admire how well they did in that, that era of television altogether, I think for, for kids whether it be Cartoon Network or the Disney Channel. Mostly Cartoon Network at that point, I think, for animation. 
they did a good job of making it so it wasn't like it is now where there's the things that the kids latch onto and there's the things the adults latch onto that just go over the kid's head. Not to say that's bad or negative or lacking in anything, but back then, I think, especially this series, did a brilliant job of telling a story that the child could appreciate the same moment the adult did Mm -hmm. from a different level. Because yeah. their life experience is so dramatically different. So it's it's not that the child is responding to one moment and the adult is responding to a different. It's that they were both responding to the same thing. And it scaled based on where you were in life and what you knew about the, how the world worked. And I really think that that's something that has drifted away in modern children's cartoons or in comic book oriented cartoons um where it's much more split like the kids this is this is slapstick for the kids and this is adult humor for the adults yep um, so oh yeah um teen titans go like yeah 100 percent. that the teen titan show was awesome teen titans it's funny it's very funny but there's never a like a Wow, what a really cool in-depth learning moment like he used to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right, like cartoon the Cartoon Network shows like this one, like the Batman the Animated Series, gave moments for the children and the parents to talk at the mm-hmm. end of the episode. Like after, you know, it was like the full house where they all sit down with the girls at the end and they talk about what happened. It's the same thing. Like you could sit down with, with your parents, because I was a kid at the time, and talk about what you just saw. Wait a minute, that was who was the bad guy there? Because in some moments, Batman was the bad guy. Oh, yeah, bad guy. Because that's the gray area vigilante style that Batman had in that era, and I adore that, you know. And in some moments, it wasn't Batman who was the bad guy, but wait, why is he allowed to do that? Aren't the police there to do something? Like, it was oh, oh, just mm-hmm. oh, yeah, like I said. I- just started rewatching it and I have seen moments that you know I didn't remember the whole episode but I remembered that moment and was like wow I didn't catch this before when I watched it or oh, yeah. hit different than it did before it's just yeah it's magic it's insane how much it it's differently. Yeah. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. I've watched, um, like I said, I have the whole box that I just sit down and just watch them all again. But every once in a while, I'm like, I'll specifically look up an episode that's just pops in my head, you know? And, and yeah, you're absolutely right, man. There's stuff that I'll rewatch and I'm like, huh, I really liked this scene as a kid, but it's, I really like it for a completely different reason now. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Absolutely. One of the biggest episodes I ever remembered was uh, Joker's favor. Where the balding guy gets pissed on the highway and he cusses cusses out mm-hmm. Joker, and he holds on to us ID for years. And I just remembered that was a really dark episode. I just watched it last night, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I would be terrified. Like I saw it from more from his perspective of he runs to Ohio because you know that's where no one goes, so that's where. Most places hide you is in Ohio, where I live. Anyway. <laughs> Good place to hide. From a whole different perspective is one, Ohio is uh, witness protection territory. 
but also like, yeah, I would do the same damn thing in that situation. I would hide, try to hide my family away and completely change my life to get away from this guy because you have that constant torment of where is this, when, what's going to happen? Oh, yeah. Let alone, he was the hero of the episode for standing up to the Joker and like signaling Batman. It was just a whole different thing where I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, of course. You're, you're going to get balls and you're going to do the right thing and you're going to signal Batman. Heck with the Joker. That's not a big deal. Completely different watching it last night. I'm going to have to rewatch that one. I, I do remember that episode. I need to rewatch that. Okay, so real quick, we're going to go ahead. Russell is finally here. We're going to add him. And he has a lot he wants to talk about about that exact episode, apparently. So and oh, I'll let him go. go nuts while I'm fixing the stream. So, Russell, get in here. I shit eater. Get in here and talk. I just, I just, all right, come on, come on. You effervescent fool, you. Waiting for it. I'm here. There you go. <gasps> yeah. And you're wearing your shirt. Hey, he shirt, she shirt. We all got it. He shirt, she shirt. All right, um, Russ, go. Okay, so you guys were talking about Joker's favor, and it's funny because I just watched that one last night, too. Oh. Um, and uh, because I was, I, I only got through the first season. I forgot how much there was. Like I started watching a couple of days ago and just been binge watching it. And I mean, it was a lot. Um, but Joker's favor is a really great episode because I love how at the beginning, like you said, I mean, this guy, he hates his life. Like, because the, the beginning of the episode is him driving down the road and being like, man, my life sucks. And then he's talking about how his wife's cooking meatloaf that night. And then he's not super excited about it. And he sees, he sees, he's like, man, I'm getting crapped on as the cops like fly by him. And then the Batmobile and then this car gets out and cuts him off and he finds out it's the Joker. And, 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 and you're right, uh, Phoenix, that, that, that moment where it, because it really, you know, you guys were talking about how it had a lot, it, it, it was layered tones mm-hmm. of adult and kid. And then you just have these drop lines like Joker's like, yeah, you're my favorite toy. Of course, of course I know who, where you are because, because he's moved. And when he first answers the phone, he's like, yeah, this is Dawn. And he's like, no, it's not. I know exactly who this is. And I know that you have your kids and everybody with you. And it was like watching it as an adult, because as a kid, you're like, oh, whatever. But as an adult, you're like, that's that's, terrifying. that's terrifying because he's like, he's laying these undertones of threat. Yeah. And, 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 but by this time, this guy has changed so much that he's like, screw that. I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to give myself some balls basically. And it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I need to do. You know, like you said, where he, where he signals Batman by flying this kind of, hand glider against the window i do love there are some jumps in logic in some of the episodes in batman where i'm like that doesn't quite make sense because he just sees something floating against the glass and alfred's like yeah i think you're needed inside and he's like oh yeah bat signal that's definitely me (laughs) who else could this be for but Um, again you you didn't catch that as a kid but now as an adult it's like what yeah okay all right, yeah, we're gonna go with that. Yeah, well, and, 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 there, there, it goes directly to the fact that like it's it's a kids show. 
but yeah. it also provides food or I guess like like narrative nourishment for the adults that are watching it along with their kids or the adults that are going back and watching it later in life. Yeah. Wheel of Morality, turn, well, and turn, you turn. Got... Oh, Tell us the lesson that we have learned. Yeah. Yes. I've had Animaniacs well, stuck in my head the whole time. I didn't <laughs> want to distract too much. Oh, sorry. But yeah. Sorry. sorry. I can't believe you forgot Kevin Conroy. Crazy. <laughs> he shirts his <laughs> Oh, my God. Cream, how much? Well, and have you guys talked about... Um... The Two Face episode yet? No, no, no we've been uh, basically we've been focusing on Kevin Conroy. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing an overarch okay. like what the show meant to us, and then basically we're we've leaned heavily into yeah Kevin Conroy's Batman before we scurry that forward. voice, Russell. If you haven't oh, heard me talk about that, yeah. Voice, if I remember two things about that Batman show as a child, it is the silhouette, Kevin Conroy, and that voice. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, that voice well, and that that. When I think of Batman, that's the voice that I hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I'm sure you guys have and said that already. Square jaw. And not only that, so Kevin Conroy and then Mark Hamill as the Joker. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Because oh, I, I, have we not? Have you guys not talked about that yet? No, yeah, we didn't go that deep. We were waiting for you, my. We were waiting dude. for you. Oh, yeah, okay. We were just talking Kevin Conroy before we went there. If you're ready, we can jump. So. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, are you? No, I'm. I'm, I'm jumping in in the middle here, and I'm. I'm just. I'm throwing you guys for a loop. No, if you're ready so. to jump into Mark, let's jump into Mark. I'm ready. <laughs> so, I, I mean, Mark Hamill, who everybody associates with Luke Skywalker, is a fantastic voice actor, and I didn't know for the longest time. I actually didn't know a game came out called um, Darksiders. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where yep. Mark Hamill was playing this kind of spirit, and they were talking about how he voiced the Joker, and the voice was kind of similar. And I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait!" Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, voices Joker in the animated series, and he that that is when I think of Joker, that's the voice that I think of. As many people do, because they had Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill in Arkham Knight. Uh, Arkham Asylum, Arkham Knight, Arkham City. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had that. They weren't in Batman Arkham Origins, but they were in the other three, I believe. Because yeah, they had right, a different yeah. voice actor for the Joker, yeah. at least. In uh, Arkham Troy Origins. Baker took over Joker. I think it might have been Origins. Yeah, but I'm not remember the, con- the, the, the controversy around that. Um, but Russell... Mm-hmm. Would you believe it if I told you that back when uh, George Lucas was filming Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, Mark Hamill lobbied to be the voice for Yoda? I did not know that. That's that's a thing. He he Ooh. wanted to try. He wanted to do it. He actually auditioned for the role and they gave it to Mark Oz because. No. Yeah. Mark Oz. Frank. Yep. Frank, Frank uh, Oz. Oh, my God. Frank, Frank. Oz. Yes, yeah. thank you. Kevin Sorry, Conroy. Mark Hamill, Frank Oz, Kevin Conroy. He shirt, she shirt. Yep. Um, Cream on my They give it to Frank Oz because he was, you know, the the primary puppeteer for Yoda. Um, I don't think I can imagine Mark Hamill doing Yoda, it, just because Frank Oz did it, it so well. There's well, a, it's the same thing. It gets locked in your head in that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But there's a few Comic-Con panels 
where people are like, oh, what do you, and I'll, I'll have to see if I can find them on YouTube and like throw them into Discord or something, mm-hmm. where they ask like, oh, can you do a Yoda for us? And it's scary how similar he sounds to Probably Frank it. Oz's Yoda. Well, the thing with Mark Hamill is his voice is, you know, when he's Luke, he's very, like, I, I guess, you know, in the original series, Luke, you know, is, you know, kind of, kind of middle of the bar. And in the, the newer movies, it's a very low voice. And then his Joker is like, just, woof, just a whole mm-hmm. octave higher. And every, everything he voices, if you don't know it's him beforehand, you'll have that same thing Russell had. You'd be like, wait, that was Mark Hamill? Because it's just yeah, it takes very, very specific tones to to pull it out exactly. Yeah, and the thing I liked with his voice, well, and the laugh, yeah, oh, the laugh, yes. absolutely. But the, the so la- the funny oh. thing is, is so they offered to have uh, a driver for him to take him when they were doing recordings, and he purposely wanted to drive so he could because obviously that's a lot of warm up to do that voice. And so mm-hmm. he'd purposely drive himself so he could get in traffic, angered other people while practicing the Joker voice <laughs> and threatening everyone around him. So yeah. he was in character and ready to go when he got to the studio. And I'm like, God, it's so perfect. But yeah, no, dude, that laugh is like I want... terrifyingly beautiful. Like it's it's it contagious boils your blood. in a scary way. Yeah. Well, it has that hint of insanity too. Cause because of the hoarseness, right? That mm-hmm. comes from it. Of because it's a very high pitched horse laugh. You can you can feel the insanity in it just in the way it erupts from Joker. And they they wrote it beautifully too because it would erupt at these kind of weird moments. Mm-hmm. You know, and he he the the slang that he uses in Joker, like he always he never calls anybody by their full name. Have you have you noticed that when you're watching the show? Oh yeah. He always calls them by a nickname. Bats Chaz, when he's talking to Charles, the the guy from Joker's Favor, um, you know, I, I believe the only person person he actually refers to by their full name is Harley. I think you're right. Yeah. Which is, but that's not even yeah. her real name. That's just the name she's adopted. Right. That's true. So he does call her a nickname, and that may have even been where Fun Harley Quinn came from because Harleen Quinzel. Fun fact, name, Batman's sorry. not actually Bruce Wayne's actual name either. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, yeah. Well, I mean, Don't be <laughs> I, I thought there was maybe very few instances where he did say someone's full name and that gave extra gravity. Right. It's like when you call your kid by their first and middle name. Yeah. Like, it's like, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, because, again, he yeah. would... There, there was the the insane Joker voice, but what, like when you were saying, when he'd say someone's full name, it was like it was almost like a normal speaking voice, which made it even more terrifying. He had such a way of like regular conversation was still terrifying, and then we need to be absolutely insane. He could be absolutely bad, <laughs> shit, insane. <laughs> Batman, well, and then the, <laughs> the Kevin Conroy, the the flips in the moods sure, just sure. by the voice. Sure, sure were so good because he would go from lighthearted the 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 clown prince of crime to I'm gonna straight up murder you. Yeah. Or he could immediately yeah. just drop in and he just That's like face he was the first character I ever saw face palm and just be like, oh boy and just like really ride that out, you know. I do have to say as far as like his maniacal laughter goes, like 
psychologically speaking, there were a lot of moments where Joker laughs hysterically, where that's actually a normal response. Like for experiencing trauma, laughing hysterically, normal response. You don't see that recognized in media. Yeah. Um, traumatic, like sorrowful event. You laugh or your reaction is to smile because your your body and I've done this. Like I've given bad news to someone and I was smiling when I gave it and I'm like, it, it's a really I hard thing know. to not do for yeah. me. Like I, like I don't know what to do with my body right now. Like it's it's this is beyond my control. But it's like Joker, I feel like to some degree as a child looking back on it and I, I'm someone I struggle with mental illness. I struggle with uh, general anxiety disorder and depression. Having that blueprint of this granted he was a villain, but in these dramatic moments, these big like crescendo moments, like he laughed hysterically. In some odd way, it helped make me feel like in those moments where that was my gut reaction, even though like society and 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 like emotional intelligence tells me that's not supposed to be what I'm doing right now. Like it helped me not feel like I was an alien from another planet. Right. Yeah. It gave you the yes, it can reach this, but you're not alone when exactly. you react outside of what everyone says is okay other people do this right and it almost makes me wonder like if we were to go back and psychoanalyze the joker from the 90s batman the animated series like what mental illness was that dude suffering from like oh yeah there was a whole like documentary of in a world with a actual batman it is 100% plausible that criminals would reach the level of his rogues gambit to match him. Like they were all actually psychologically feasible in that kind of world. They all had different mental disorders or whatever, mm -hmm. maybe not disorders, but y you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were actual yeah, it was deemed plausible, at least in that day. Yeah, no, and that totally makes sense. Absolutely. I think there's there's something to be said. I've always praised like DC for the quality of its villains mm -hmm. and Marvel for the quality of its heroes. Because yep. I, I don't think that they, they reach the same gravitas flipped. But I think DC's villains, if you were to look at them, they kind of span this remarkable spectrum of psyche. Mm -hmm. And if, if you wanted to get really into it and look really drill down, like they, they span this remarkable spectrum of mental state or mental disorder. Um, whereas you look at Marvel heroes, and this isn't what the episode's about, but they, they also span this unique range of mental states um and but that's something i've always loved about dc villains and the the batman episode surrounding clayface always. one of my favorites yes because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he kept i, I mean want... he didn't mm. he didn't just have one arc like he unless i'm remembering incorrectly he kept popping up oh yeah and it, it kept getting more and more of his story exactly 
and and like from from being this horrific villain when he was first introduced eventually you kind of understand where he's coming from well and that happened so his episode was a two-part episode yep. and it and it and and they did a great job in the series of humanizing the villains right mm -hmm. because because they always did have you guys were talking about this earlier they had that 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 moment of man i mean you kind of feel bad for them like even so clayface he he has this wonderful scene again great voice acting just yeah. all through this series um and i was watching it i had it on amazon so i was actually seeing some of the actors as i would pause it at specific moments and like some of them are like relatively big name actors like uh joker's favor that's uh ed bigley jr or ed ed um bigley? yes ed bigley jr um and 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 so clayface though i mean like he has this redeeming quality because the first time you actually see his face it's this scarred misshapen monstrosity oh yeah and they never really yep. identify they're like he had an accident and you don't really know what that accident is all you know is the aftermath and how he got hooked on this thing that allowed him to basically live his life as he had and then he's slowly getting drawn into this criminal world because all he wants to do is live his life. Yeah. Cause they, his they put it in a way that even though you didn't see him before the accident, you felt that this is a scarred person that mm -hmm. we, we finally see his, his face and you immediately, like, as soon as I say after the accident, you're like, Oh shit, this guy's been through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and as an actor where, you know your looks and and are put above everything else you immediately feel the the trauma in such a short amount of time mm -hmm. and then they can move on and yeah like you said you, they they kind of in however the hell they did it you mm -hmm. still feel bad for him oh, like yeah. in the, the second episode during his death scene spoilers. Oh man, I love uh, yeah. You feel bad for this guy. Oh yeah. Like he it's like he he's he literally sounds like he's going through a mental break and yeah. you see every year before the accident and or I think like some you of see some of his, his acting post accident yeah. and it's like it was emotional as hell, and that was another. I didn't see that. I saw a guy going nuts and cuckoo crazy as a kid, but as an adult, I was like, "What the? F where would I be if I went through that shit?" Exactly, because you and that you state, go, I could be that guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and that's, then they... that's another perfect example of the 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 duality of their storytelling because it's not you know slapstick for kids and adult humor for adults. It's you're both experiencing the same exact moment, the same exact lines of dialogue, and you're interpreting it differently based on your life yeah. and, and, and where, where you are in your life story. And I have to say, like, you think, you say Batman, and everyone's immediate villain is the Joker. And then yeah. you go down the list, and okay, maybe Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze and whatever. For me, like, I have Batman, the Joker, and Clayface, just because mm -hmm. that episode arc was so impactful for me 
I don't, I don't remember all the details, I'll be honest. I, I don't remember all of them. But all I remember is Clayface. And I remember that story. And I remember the resolution. And that sticks with me. Like, oh, yeah. Well, and then... It, so you talked about the resolution, but then they flip it on its head, right? Because, I mean, this, this show's been out for 30 years, so... Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm not too worried about spoilers. They flip it on its head because then you set up that Batman's like, yeah, he must have had this plan the whole time. And then you see his best friend looking at a hospital and it's like, see you later or, uh, you know, I'll see you again or something like that. And you see this woman who just starts laughing maniacally. And it's like, was he, you know, was he faking this whole like even the, the redemptive qualities of his of his character? Because to do that and then to laugh maniacally because mm-hmm. you've gotten away with it, wow, yeah. messed up. But it but it kind of flips it. It makes you go, is was he really as redeemable as we originally thought? Because he was acting that scene in his death scene where he's dying and he's like, I don't want to die. You know, turn it off. This is too much. Crazy. Craziness. Oh, yeah. Well, and something... Um... You know, Nick, you talked about with the uh, how they write their villains and then, you know, Marvel with their heroes and stuff. And like, you know, there's a lot of these superhero shows, you know, especially like, you know, X-Men or or, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm still going DC here. But, you know, or with my next one, sorry, Superman, my brain's moving 100 miles an hour. No, um, like fine. with Superman, um, you know, all the villains. I mean, you had, you know, Lex, but, you know, a lot of the people he's fighting are also, the, you know, big, you know, they got powers and it's this big head to head thing, which is cool. But the thing that really stuck with me with with Batman is one, obviously, Batman's just a dude who's somehow trained himself to be that. But basically every villain he encounters is also was at some point just a person, you know, like um, one of one of the people. that So so you guys had, you know, you you say Batman, you think Joker, Clayface, Joker, whoever. For me, it was uh, Joker and then Two-Face voiced by uh, the wonderful Richard Mull. And, uh, like two face was my favorite. Like I loved Batman, but anytime two faces on screen, I love that. That's my guy. That's my guy. He was my favorite character of that show. This, the look, the suit, the voice, the coin flip, the, the, the classic, like he was the classic, like Dick Tracy era villain guy, but to a whole nother tier. And all of those. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love you, Russ. I, I love that you said Dick Tracy because I, I'm sure we can talk about this later, but the the pulp serial aspect of the show yeah. that they tapped into that Dick Tracy. Ooh, yeah. Okay, we need to 100%. talk about that later because we're Yes. Yeah, yeah. But the two face Keep going, two face. Two face was my man. You like anytime he was trying to do anything, like I was all about it. That voice was just God, that was incredible. Like, I need to look up more. I'm going to look up more stuff he does. But, but yeah, dude, well, two and I go. love, I, I love, I love that story arc because again, I prepared for this show. I haven't seen the Batman the animated series in a long time, so I was like, I'm going to watch as much as I can to kind of re- refresh my memory. That episode is still one of my favorites. So Clayface's episode, his his two uh, two episode arc, great, mm. but two faces. And the reason is because that, again, that flip that the um, that the uh, voice actor had, because 
and I had forgotten this. There's Harvey Dent, who's, you know, the good guy, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's Big Bad Harv, which was his split personality that had started to manifest before he had his face scarred. And, uh, like, I love, because there's this moment, he's sitting across from a psychiatrist. Again, not something that you would see in a lot of kids' shows, right? This this psychiatry and the split personality kind of manifestation. And he's sitting there, and the lady hypnotizes him, and his voice changes. And he goes, you're not talking to Harvey anymore. And she goes, oh, I must be talking to Big Bad Harv. And he, like, he starts throwing stuff out the window. And then even the animation of him just, like, hulking out, for the lack of a better term, yeah. where he just he just picks up guys and chucks them. Like, he doesn't really, like, he's not, you can tell from the animation, he's not a fighter like Batman is. He's just a brawler. Oh, he's just going to go in there and chuck people around. The classic gangster guy. But the thing yeah, I yeah. dug the most with his look is, like, one, the the equal split with the black and oh, white and everything. Love that. But the oh, fact shoot. they went with like, like the other half is blue. And then the mm-hmm. eye is a completely different size and color. Yeah. And the hair is good. Like it's such, it's, it's a smooth look to get to the face, but yeah, the, the choice to go with blue was gorgeous. And then the mouth, I was just like, just super split open on that one end. And it's just, Oh, brilliant. they made him legitimately grotesque. Yeah. And he's like, they did a great, cause the whole point of two is he's a very, he was a very attractive dude. You know, he had life yeah. going, he was cruising and to have, you know, like, uh, what was the Batman movie, the newer one that had, they did two face in it or whatever Oh, with Harvey, oh, the dark Knight, the dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, dark like that was pretty yeah. good, but this Aaron was Aaron. such, yeah, but it was such yeah. a night and day different, like completely like you just made two complete separate drawings and put them together. And it was just, oh, it was gorgeous. But another thing that was interesting with with Two-Face is he was constantly there, constantly trying to get stuff done. But you could, he got scared, like legitly scared a lot throughout the series. Where a lot of like, you know, uh, Joker Joker would get scared, you know, every once in a while something going on. But like, usually when an episode with Two-Face in it was ending and Batman was coming in and finishing stuff off, like, you could see the Harvey side come in and he was legitly terrified of what was going on. And it was just so brilliant to watch that keep coming around and around. Well, yeah, well, that's I... what was so perfect about how they portrayed him. Like one, when they started the show, if I remember correctly from that behind the scenes or whatever, two face was like blue and orange or something. So it was the opposite of what they were trying to do with the very dark undertones and everything else. And they decided, okay, we're going with mostly blacks and grays. Let's go with white and black to further push that duality of man, a a post PTSD, just like snap. They visually showed it. And then like you said, once he, went to more the Two-Face side, that voice was so different, but the same. Mm-hmm. You could feel the anger in it. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. deeper. It was gravelier. He was, oh, yeah. It, it was almost like a, you know, someone pisses you off and you, you know that you maybe you should take half a second and think about what you're going to say, but it was, it's, 
he was like that moment where someone pisses you off and you just spout off and you're probably going to get punched, but you don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. He, it, it was kind of that sort of thing. Just like two face was that guttural instant reaction. Here's everything I've been holding and bottling up. Just rah, is ah. Yeah. Well, and then the whole, you know, the coin flip decision to just oh, mentally yes. pull him yeah. like, that, Literally, not my fault. Coin talked. I'm not going to lose any sleep over murdering you. Coin made no. me do it. Like, well, and that's I such think a brilliant he, he, idea. He makes a comment where he's just an arbiter of fate. Mm -hmm. You know, because he's he's doing the coin flip, and I love I love the introduction to Two Face. Now the the legit Two Face. He's no longer Harvey and Big Bad Harv. He's now Two Face. Uh, where he comes in, he has the two twins that are his minions in the cartoon. Right. And they, oh, yeah, yeah. they come in and, he, and he's just he's flipping the coin because they pull up and he goes, you know, we'll, we'll decide by the flip of a coin to do it good or do it bad. Of course, it comes up the bad side and then and then he goes along. And then again, at the end of the episode, you have Bruce Wayne flip the coin into the fountain that he grabbed from Two-Face and it lands with the scarred side up. Mm. He's like, I wonder I wonder if he's going to get better, you know, because at the end they kind of. You know, he gets reconnected with his love interest and, you know, they're able to capture him and then, but it lands the bad face up because it's, you know, obviously Two-Face is going to show up again. Oh, yeah. A lot. It's an mm -hmm. interesting, interesting narrative for children to watch. Mm -hmm. Like if, if yeah. we look at this through the lens of like kids watching, because most of us were kids watching, whether we were children or teenagers in the 90s. Um. The idea of oh let's flip a coin and let fate decide like well no that I mean there's there's a moral right and wrong you can't just flip a coin um, I know watching that as a kid was really interesting and troubling for me personally what about you guys oh I, I felt like that was half the I'm sorry I keep interrupting no 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 you need to talk <laughs> we all yeah, do that I, to I each felt other. like that was that was kind of half of the point of Two-Face of why he was black and white. There wasn't a gray area where most of us have that. We pause and we think, well, now, wait a minute. Is that okay or not? He was very much that exact flip of the coin. One, he could not decide for himself because he was Harvey and he was Big Bad Harv. Together, yeah, they were Two-Face. But because he could not decide anything, he was strictly black or white, right or wrong. There was no gray. There was no middle ground, which is why he was so fixated on the coin. Yeah, because he couldn't. It was it was two dogs fighting in his brain, mm -hmm. and that was the only way to resolve it. That's what made him such a fantastic character. They did what? him so well, artfully and voice line. Just, ah. Oh. Yeah, dude. Well, and then they have, uh, there's a later episode that happens, I think a couple of seasons in, where they they kind of, they, they address the fact that he's, you know, he's black or white, there's no gray area. And he really doesn't make his own decisions, right? And he, he kind of leaves it up to the coin flip. Yeah, this which is lets him pull himself away. going to be good him. or this is going to be bad. But they introduced like another split psyche in an episode later on that's like the judge or something like that. 
and it's this part of Two Face that he's been repressing that actually makes about that. Own decisions. Oh and my God, yeah, yeah, was it and it was it was Day? a really yeah. good episode. Yeah, and it wow. was a really good episode because. Batman is trying to figure out who it is. And then finally he realizes it's two face and he's like, Oh, this is a repressed psyche that was, actually is able to make the decisions. Now I forgot all about that. Was that brought on by the coin landed on its side or something? Or am I just remembering I, things wrong? I don't remember that much. Now this was not an episode I saw recently. Okay. This was an episode yeah. I saw bits and pieces of a long time ago, but I thought it was such an interesting idea that it stuck. Oh yeah. In my head. Well, and then that whole, like, it was very Batman-esque because it was just a black robe with the white judge wig and his hands showing. Yep. And that was yep. it. Yes. Yes. Terrifying. And then I, that, I think they make mention at the end of the episode of, like, are there other repressed psyches that are in his mind? or yeah. Um. Fudd, this may not come to surprise to you, but there was a point where I did something uncharacteristic and my older brother, Matt, was like, is that a repressed psyche? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're kids. Okay, we're oh, kids. Yeah. Is you this a repressed stuff. psyche? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, so I have to ask, though. Go ahead. Because we, we've, talked, we've talked about Clayface, Joker, um, Two-Face. Can we talk about John Glover's Riddler? Oh, yeah. Take us away. The Riddler, to me, has not been done justice in live-action film to this date. Um, Jim Carrey's Riddler, I, I get the idea. No, nah, it was amazing. It was incredible. Phoenix, are you saying I'm wrong? Uh, I'm, no, I'm sorry. Jim Carrey's Riddler? Well, okay, maybe I, I, I might have reacted too quick. Jim Carrey's Riddler? was just stupid. Yes. Ridiculous. Thank you. Tommy Lee Jones played the Joker in Two-Face makeup. Yes. Uh, I hate uh, that Jim, movie. Jim Carrey played a, a, a dichotomy it's of... The Riddler, Riddler is a fucking genius. Yes! Thank you. He's playing... He's he's uh, he's a strategetic genius. Did you watch playing... Gotham, though? No. I, was about I to say, that one's a love the way he played Riddler. It's brilliant. It's, dare I say, better than the cartoon. Brilliant. Perfect for Riddler. That's, that's the main reason why I started to react that way. Is Yeah, he's always been done awful. Batman yeah, outside of the cartoon or that show. I'm against humanity. Like it, it was, it was like... It was it was cat in a hat with Mike Myers level crime against humanity. I've, I've and often I think it was loss of context. That Batman Forever is the Shawshank Redemption of our generation. Never seen that movie, so I don't know what you mean. But I assume you're being an asshole. No, it's, it's oh, in my opinion, same, <laughs> same tier, same tier. In my opinion, Batman and Robin <laughs> is better. You know, bat you know, nipples, a bat credit card. I'm kidding. I am Hold being on. sarcastic. You know, you know what good came out of Batman and Robin? Bat nipples? In the behind the scenes. This is personal for me. In the behind the scenes. Uma Thurman did play. Hold a on. Hold on. Movie. In I the behind the that. scenes for Batman and Robin, Chris O'Donnell versus George Clooney. The costume department had to create a bigger bulge for Chris O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. 
Just saying. That's because he did a better job than George Clooney. That's correct. The rest That's of the movie started hating George. The Clooney. rest of the movie is complete garbage. Um. Yeah. So anyway, no, the Riddler. Like, <laughs> so the Riddler. Yes. Kevin the Riddler in the, in the animated show, sure uh, voiced by John Glover. Like he Crazy was a cool, calculated, criminally intelligent individual that was oh, literally yeah. like playing Batman and Robin and and anyone else involved in whatever scheme present. And the I love the Riddler. He wasn't just like a one or two episode villain. He was consistent. Every episode he was in, he played everyone like a marionette. Oh, yeah. And it was beautiful because at the end, they might win. This almost, I hate these movies, but it reminds me of the Saw movies where the people, the protagonists get out of whatever they're stuck in and then they find out the game's not over. Or they were just like leading into the next room. It's like being in an escape room. Oh yeah. You 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 figure out the first room, huzzah! You unlock the door expecting to get out, and it's just the second room. And you're like, oh shit, this is more than one room. I feel like that's the presence the Riddler had in the animated show. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing and I like always. Go ahead. No, uh, the the thing you know you see just absolutely brilliant, like legitly a brilliant person. But the thing, the thing I liked the most with the fact with how they wrote that character being that way is he knew it and he, it wasn't just how he played everyone. It was how he presented himself, how he walked, yeah. how he talked, just nonchalant, like would walk in the middle of the worst place you'd want to be. And he just didn't, he just, I own everything here right now. Nothing's a problem. Charlie when Chaplin, even, Kane spin. Beautiful. He even had like an alter ego. What was it? Like Ed, Ed. Ed Nigma. Edward Nigma. Yes. He had like that was his original persona. Yeah. So his 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 real name was Edward Nigma. Shame on you, DC Well, but he did also kind of come on. That is not even the worst. Uh, Harlene Quinzel. It was a thing that they did all the time. He he still still did also have like an alternate kind of thing. Yes, he was brilliant. But they also showed him in episodes where he didn't outsmart somebody because they're a meathead. He still kicked the shit out of them. Yeah. Like he's, he flipped and suddenly he's just kicking everybody's ass, which well, gave you, more gravity to him. You could also see like he, he had this very like specific idea of how events were going to unfold. And if they didn't unfold in that specific way, in the way he had predetermined, you could see there was this crack of madness in there. Yeah, he was, it was like a. He is the ultimate OCD. OCD. Right. With maybe a bit of. um... Oh my gosh. I don't feel like he he was an narcissistic disorder. That, like like yeah. like, like, a, like a bit autistic OCD that right yeah I couldn't think of the word yeah like like things things stray out of how he wanted them to go and he would lose his shit and then that's that's when he would become volatile because oh, yeah. like, in yeah. his controlled like pinball machine environment stuff couldn't get crazy because that was his coping mechanism exactly. And then the second Batman or Robin or both of them would start to 
gain the upper hand or subvert this mechanism he had placed them into, he would just, it'd be like, you ever play that labyrinth game as a kid where you have the dials and you turn and the marble rolls around? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd just, like, flip it. Like, we're done. Oh, my God. Rules are gone. We're going to kick your ass now. Like I say, the Minotaur episode. Yeah. Like, yes. Yes. So good. That is yes. how I know that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Not a curve. <laughs> Same. Or a zigzag. Yep. Yep. Same. I remember oh. that every time. Something. Every time. Every time. I, I, that's what I think. Alfred is a genius. And stop think, dumbass Robin from giving the wrong answer. I, I love. I love. Because every time. Every time. For some reason that comes to mind. I see that image where they're looking at the three stone tablets and the little gold filigree and they have to pick the door that's underneath. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of, uh, because Robin plays some kind of game on the back computer, which seems ridiculous that he's playing a game. (laughs) It's earlier in that same episode. When they're actually in the labyrinth, yeah, it's the tablets with... And he remembers when Alfred's like, no, you're a dumb fucking idiot. It's a straight line. And that's right. how, yeah. Yeah, because the game was originally desi- designed by Edward Nigma, And then I think they, they ousted him from it or fired him because yeah. his yeah, stuff was, was too complicated or, or something. Yeah. And then and then he makes a real life version of the game because he's like, <laughs> I'm a genius. Look at this. I'm going to make a full-size labyrinth because that's what everybody does mm-hmm. when they get fired. They do. Uh, so I will say the new Batman movie called The Batman coming out with what's his name? Uh, Edward Cullen playing Batman. The Riddler is supposed to be the villain. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Based on yeah. what I've been seeing on Reddit in the dark corners of the universe. Um it's a wretched hive of skull and um, scum and villainy, but pay no attention. They've been leaking that this is like the cool, calculated, cerebral Riddler that we've all deserved and have oh, not gotten. That'd be awesome. So I'm super excited. I want that. I so it's much. not animated, but I'm super excited. That I remember them saying something. I was I was looking at an interview or something, and they said Batman is outmatched. At this point, because he's still early on in his career. Yes. And he is outmatched by the Riddler. It's supposedly going to launch a trilogy of movies. And the first movie ends with him losing, basically. Which will give reason to want to see a second film. Yeah. Exactly. And they're skipping past the the origin story, which has been... We're not going to see his parents die again. Exactly. Wait, what? Martha? I would really be good because like you said, Riddler is one of my favorite characters and he's always been done wrong and it pisses me off so bad. But also the fact that Batman is the world's greatest detective has been done wrong for way too damn long. And that's why I wanted him to be put properly with a good Riddler that will challenge him and help him become the world's greatest detective. That yeah. I feel like escape rooms have become like a societal norm. Mm-hmm. Like you talk to anyone, they've done an escape room where they know someone who has done an escape room. I love escape rooms. 
there have been movies done about like horror movies done about escape rooms at this point uh, claustrophobic uh, just mm. i have i have friends like that like my one of my best friends his name's matt he's he was on one of the jsg episodes eons ago he can't do them because of the same like it's just too much stress he knows it's fake it's artificial too much stress yeah um and i get it 100 percent respect it but having that being such such a cultural norm these days, I think lends credence to what they can do with the Riddler, because oh, you yeah. had, like the especially like the Minotaur arc, mm-hmm. that was an escape room essentially. Yeah, like all of the Riddler's main influences with Batman or his main interferences, I guess is a better word over Batman, have been escape room like scenarios. Yeah. And those aren't alien to people anymore. Like, that's normal. You can just walk down the street and get locked in a room for an hour until you figure out how to get out. How just weird is that? Batman right. can still show him as, like, brilliant. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We so I'm, I'm super stoked. I'm so stoked because the Riddler has always been, I think, my favorite Batman villain. Um. Well, I believe the polar hat and cane. But yeah, just well, I think it's cool because, like, a lot of the villains have been brawn to brawn, brawn to brawn. And to have that villain that's straight up just, like you said, world's greatest detective, brain to brain, you know. And, yeah, a lot of a lot of the Batman movies we get is just the, I'm Batman, I can punch things, and I'm muscly, and hooper, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, yeah. It's like Sherlock and Moriarty. Yes. Well, and you, you you hit this earlier. I mean, Batman, when he was originally set up, it was very... I mean, Dick Tracy was a big thing. Oh, yeah. Right? Where you had you had these detectives that got in fights, but the big thing was is that they, they were smart and they figured clues out. And that's something that's really captured in Batman the Animated Series is it's very much a pulp serial. Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of just uprooted from the 50s and then placed in the 90s in an animated form. Yep. Because it, it, you know, it usually left on a cliffhanger or, you know, those kinds of things that were done in the serials. But then, I mean, and this was kind of something that I liked as I was watching it through recently. Batman wasn't like he is now in the comics where he is, he's able to beat everybody and he's just a master uh fighter in the first season he gets kicked around a good bit like it's very yeah and like he takes his punches and and then he comes back and there's there's a lot of that 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 kind of speaks to me and in the later episode, in the later seasons, you get a little bit more of his martial arts story as they start to introduce Rachel Ghoul and things like that. Mm. But especially that first season was very, very much a pulp serial, e- even in the aesthetic, which oh, yeah. was very Dick Tracy esque. Yeah. With you know, he's got this massive computer, but the computer instead of a keyboard has these huge, massive buttons that he's <laughs> like having to reach. You know, he's playing it like he's playing an organ. Yeah. And I'm like. That's not a real thing, yeah. But it looked, it looked cool. And there's like, there's, I, I remember there's a moment where he's got like all these electrodes and everything, and he's like doing all these experiments. And I'm like, that's cool. I don't know what that, that is, like, yeah. that has no basis in reality. But, but it was cool. very much. That well, yeah, cool he, he could build a, a 
a vector face when he was trying to figure out who Two Face was. Or no, 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 it was the goon that always wore the headphones with the yes. police banner. Yes, 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 yes. Or police scanner. He, he built like a vector face, and it immediately checked the the police records for faces that were close to that. Like that's completely ridiculous. But Batman was so brilliant, he could build something that would work that way. But you've yeah. got his beautiful voice to narrate it for you, so who cares? Kevin Conroy. <laughs> First crush. Cream on my chest. Have we talked about the he Batmobile sure, sure. in the no, show yet? No, I'd love to. Because it because was incredible. That thing, 400-foot-long vehicle. <laughs> I was just going to say. The perspective of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> or was that the actual oh, Batman doesn't parallel park in this thing in yeah. the design of that car? It made no sense. And there were a lot of cars in that show that are just like twenty feet long and you're going You're the thing you know, the cars in that because it was like it was classic ass cars but 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 with beyond that times technology. It was such a beautiful mashup. Oh yeah. It really was. It was it it was very much that Dick Tracy era, because like you see that a lot in like the Dick Tracy comics where they have you know the old cars, but then he's got the the walkie talkie on his wrist and you know I gotta go kid. Yeah, I I mean like this technology that's out of place. And I love the way that they captured that with the architecture mm-hmm. and the how cars, everyone dressed because it was very, everything. Yeah. 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 It was very fifties. And yet you have technology people with really, this yeah. weird technology. Yeah. You have 50s really cool, like the guy who could turn in. <laughs> mm. Yes. Everything was big and bulky. There was nothing that was slim or skinny yeah. or modern. I think Gotham is in Texas. I feel like a good, <laughs> good like, like comparison to draw is what we saw with the film Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. <gasps> yes. Yeah, yes. It's, it's like visually, yes. I never saw it, but watch it. Yes. Oh, oh it, that's an experience. It is. It is not anything like you imagine. It's um, based on like thumbnails or videos you might have seen or the, like okay. cover art or anything. Lens um, cap. It's it doesn't hold up as well. As no, no. Should. I mean, like the the CG but, quality and yeah. the, the story. It's not necessarily that great, but I feel like this this timeline aesthetic displacement is something that I draw direct parallel to, like Sky Captain of the World Tomorrow mm-hmm. or The Legend of Korra. If you ever oh, watched yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Or you're like in, in like a 50s era techno. It's it's like steampunk, the same concept as steampunk, but you're just transposing it like a couple yeah. decades further. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then rather than it being steam powered, it's technologically powered in the air, electrical powered as far as like Batman is concerned or, you know, what have you. It had a very specific aesthetic. Yeah. But it also, as far as that movie not holding up, wasn't that all the background stuff done by one person over like seven years? Yes. Oh, I don't Basically, know. yeah. So. Yes. No, that It's movie, a good movie. movie. It's a great movie. Tomato time. testicle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are we back to the gorilla testicle things again? Tomato <laughs> testicle bowling ball. It's yeah, all the yeah. same. All right, I think we, we have a couple characters we we need to hit on, and then and then we'll probably need to start wrapping things up. It's getting late for everybody. 
But Ooh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can. Yeah. I don't know if is I can wrap it up. A, it's such yeah. a good show. Another four it hours. Is, I is, narrowed I just it down, started. but there's still so much to talk I about. I know. Okay. <laughs> the mo- one of the most important characters on the entire show held everything together, voiced by the incredible uh, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. He was born in 1918 voicing this show. It's crazy. Um, wow. Alfred Pennywise was like... Yes. I, 19, he was born in 1918. The show was in the 1990s. Yeah, yeah. So he was very it's old the, when he was doing Alfred. Wow. It, it, it's Pennyworth, not Pennywise. Penny, you're right, Pennywise sorry. is the clown. You're right, sorry. Kevin Conroy. <laughs> um, that's I the first time I've gotten wrong tonight. He's sure, he's sure. Just some sure. guardians. But um, the thing, so obviously, you know, Alfred holds everything together. He is a doctor yes. for Batman. He, but the thing with Alfred is he has to hold together everything going on the Batman side while keeping everything on the, you know, the Bruce side as well, but also mm-hmm. doing more on the Bruce side to make it look like Bruce is existing outside. It's mm-hmm. without Alfred. Like it's total thought. Yeah. And the way they used him in the show was the comic relief. He always had these great one-liners, at least one per show. Mm-hmm. Like there's an April Fool's episode where he's like, Master Bruce, I drew you a bath. And Bruce is like, oh, yeah, that'd that'd be great. And, and then he gives him a picture that's a yeah, drawn bath. Yep. Well, but that's also an homage to that's how Alfred started out. He was just a moron meathead comic relief. And then they decided if he's going to spend this much time with Bruce, he needs to be worth something. And they started developing him in war and he became more of a a mentor. Mm -hmm. And then they started the whole, you know, backstory. He was part of MI6 or whatever, potentially. And a bad, yeah, just a bad. He's Alfred is an enigma in and of himself, but yeah, it was because it was paying homage to how he originally started as just a meathead moron comic relief character yeah but people loved him so much in that role that they gave him more as a kid watching it i have to say like i I don't remember much about alfred aside from those moments because i i really don't think he had them maybe i'm just space cadetting here but i don't think he had more than walking into frame and giving a one-liner or like a, pretty a, much a, a step ladder, stepping stone. Well, he had a lot of like later, uh, later on quippy one-liners. Yeah. yeah. But in the series as a whole, the biggest thing I remember is like, I want Alfred to be my grandpa. Yeah, right. 100%. Well, the thing I want him to be my butler. I don't know about my yeah. grandpa, but I'd love him to be my butler. Well, the thing I loved most with Alfred's character is like, in a world where, you know, you, you've helped raise this kid, you're his butler, you're holding everything together. Okay, he wants to dress like a bat now and fight crime. Okay, he's fighting some chick that, like, controls plants and some crazy dude that laughs and wears purple. And some guy, Bane, you know, Bane, everything going on. Like, he takes all in stride and, like, it's yeah. just monotone and nothing yeah. surprises him. He, he became a... More than a father figure, like the most dedicated father figure you could possibly think of. Absolutely. He's like a rallying point slash maybe 
And, and this wasn't necessarily in the animated series, but like, in the comic books, he was there. Yeah, his evolution is the father figure that Bruce needed because mm-hmm. he, he, you know, he lost his parents at such a young age. In the and in, in, in the animated series, it's it's hinted at that Alfred has this very strong emotional connection to Bruce, even though Bruce, I feel like even in the comic books and in the animated series, he's like. You're great, Alfred. But I don't think he really appreciates Alfred for the emotional yeah. context that he provides. He's like a teen in a way. Yeah. Well, I think he's so obsessed with the death of his parents that it's hard for him. I, 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 I know I've had this experience where I'm so in, uh, wrapped up in my grief that I can't see the people that are there providing support. Yeah, but it's nothing he ever gets over. Uh, uh, well, I, I take that back. Recently in the comic books, there was a moment where he was able to move past Joe Chill, which is cool. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the animated series. Chill is cool. I could I could go off on a tangent about what's going on in the comic books right now because it's really cool. But I'll go off on a tangent about the films because I think Alfred wasn't like like the true the true character of alfred uh, we all love michael kane michael kane so, so he's great he's great but i think alfred as a character wasn't true it wasn't truly nailed until jeremy irons did him in the batfleck movies where he was a sarcastic ass but he was emotional support for Batman. He had the one-liners. He had the technical know-how. And he seemed annoyed. Like, okay, Bruce, you're like 49. And I am still fixing your fucking suit. Yeah. Now, like, see, I, I, I don't know that adaptation. Just because I, I haven't... I watched Justice League because every Friday we do a family movie night. My daughter wanted to watch Harley. I'm like, okay, let's fuck it. Let's watch the Justice League movie. But I, I haven't watched Batman v Superman because I hate Ben Affleck. Hate him. Hate, hate. Yeah. I'm sorry. Me too. Me yeah, too. I'm with you. I hate I guess, him. No. But I kind of want to watch it now to see that side of Alfred. But I, I will have. give another point towards the Gotham series. I love Alfred and the Gotham. He does a great job. Love him. I need to watch that. I've heard that a lot. Because he he does kind of all the different aspects that we've seen of him all rolled into one. Now Um, flash forward that 20 years and that's the idea that Jeremy Irons Alfred gives you like Okay, and I will watch it just for that. Changing your diapers, like you are almost fifty years old, and he does it. He doesn't. It's his job. Like you, you, you. He, he's beautiful, like wonderful actor, and he communicates all of that physically, vocally, all of it seamlessly. I hate Ben Affleck. I don't like Ben Affleck. I haven't liked Ben Affleck since I saw Armageddon as a teenager, and he was like loving on Liv Tyler, and I'm like. You're dumb. Who would tuck animal crackers and chick shorts? Like, <laughs> this, this is dumb. Like I gotta say, what am I? My favorite role of Jeremy Irons is the Dungeons and Dragons movie. He just did. Haven't seen it. Such. Haven't a, seen it. I'm kidding. It's 
He, I mean, he's well, a great fuck you actor. then. <laughs> the Dungeons and Dragons movie is the worst train wreck uh, of. Is it worse than the Mortal Kombat movie? Well, that which one is gorgeous. The Mortal Kombat movie is cheesy but still good in a it's weird a classic. way. Yeah, it's so cheesy, okay. it's classic. Okay. Dungeons we, and Dragons was just hot garbage. The Street Fighter movie. hot garbage <laughs> with a sidekick who makes you want to shoot yourself in the head. And Jeremy Irons. Their chest. There, there's like an outtake where Jeremy Irons is like reading from the script and he's like, this is bull crap. Like he's like, there's like an outtake like in between the scenes, the scenes awesome. and he is flipping out because this is the worst piece of garbage he has ever had to do. However, as far as worst pieces of garbage go, I recommend Batman vs. Superman the director's cut. I am a Marvel fan. I'll, I'll tell you right now, like Iron Man is my favorite superhero in the history of the universe. Um, but I highly recommend the Batman vs. Superman director's cut. Don't subject yourself to anything other than the director's cut because okay. it's hot garbage. Um, as far as Justice League goes, give it another month or two and we'll have the Snyder cut. Of yes. Look, I am, not, I am not getting HBO Max just you because... You can log that... into mine. You can log into but mine. it's my no, cut no, of no. the movie. I the did idea. so much work. All right? So you will respect Snyder, that. This is like cut out segment here. <laughs> Zack Snyder left the project because DC was like, you're not like Marvel movies. This isn't going to work. Obviously, you're not like Marvel movies because this is a DC movie, you dumb shits. So they he, he left and they brought in Joss Whedon who did Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron. And when you're watching, you've seen Justice League. You can almost tell. Oh, yeah. Someone else directed this. Like, what the heck? Like, it goes from from this as far as tone goes, which is like what we like we we got to know with Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. It goes from this to this to this, and you're like, what is happening right now? Um, Worst piece. I hate the one liners that they give Batman. Give him a Flash. Those one liners would have been great for Flash. Don't give yes. Batman these stupid, quippy one-liners. That... Especially. That's because that's It flash. wasn't in his character in anything. Especially okay. after the character they established in Batman versus Superman. Mm -hmm. Like the Batfleck, for me, is the best. And I will die on this sword until something better comes around. The Batfleck, Batman that we see. And I don't know how I came up with Batfleck, but I'm living for it. Oh, I've heard it a lot. Oh, well, then I, I give credit to whoever originated it, but I will still die on that sword. It, it's been a um, thing for a long time. Yeah, Batfleck is the best live-action Batman on film, period. When it comes to the action, you just watch the action in Batman versus Superman. There's some sequences in there where you get the brutality of Batman delivering vigilante justice that we've all deserved for decades that we haven't gotten on screen. Um, it is, it is amazing, but now see, I will give it to Batfleck for Bruce Wayne. Wonderful Bruce Wayne, in my opinion. Yeah. I liked his aesthetic, as but Batman I prefer too. 
Christian Bale minus the blah, 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 blah. take that out. His like his violence and his I don't know like his action. I prefer his action, but again, I have not seen Batman v Superman. Check check out BVS just because I didn't realize it was the Batman. What's the old one when he the Dark Knight? rises or whatever the darkest night right whatever when he's like 50 or 60 <laughs> yes i didn't know anything about that before i saw the trailer of do you bleed you will fuck yep. you batman doesn't kill awful although <laughs> in the cartoon he throws razor sharp batterings at people he's very violent definitely quick till after the fact there was an interesting but, thing too like a lot of cartoons they shied away from violence in Batman the animated right. series they didn't. I mean like oh. you saw the punches land. You knew the was violence was there, mm. but you because, didn't actually see blood, blood fly from anyone. You didn't see anyone actually die, but you yeah. knew it happened. Well, and that that well, they and kept you that saw in. people get hit. Because and like because cartoons at the time they would always they would have a cloud or they would have a power or they would they would move away from it. Here you actually, I mean, you saw fists connecting with people. It was it was interesting. It, it's an interesting thing. It's yeah, not especially like for a, the time, but they didn't shy away from it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. The the right. end action sequence for Batman in BBS in the director's cut. I, I can't stress this enough. Don't watch anything but the director's cut. Um, is the first time I've ever like looked at like the the live action Batman, and I've been like afraid. The same way Batman made me afraid in the '90s animated show when I was a kid watching it. Like he just comes out of the shadows. He comes through the wall. He beats you down. You don't see blood splattering. You don't see dismemberment or anything like that. You don't see him actively killing people. But I mean, he is taking these guys out oh yeah no just burning the bat symbol into their bodies and leaving just, them well, yeah they still had that in the, the special episode where it was like three there was firefly was burning down a theater or something and there was three kids telling a different side of the same story but you got the old like mercenary batman with a girl robin that mm. was what they were doing with the batman v superman was old Batman like fuck this shit? I'm out. Yep. yep. He's he's at the end. He's at the and the whole idea of the movie is that there's this Superman dude, and he's he, it's terribly scripted, but his his idea stands. Like, okay, this is this great all powerful dude. If there's just a fraction, and he says if there's a one percent chance in the movie, and I want to slap him because I'm like that's terrible writing. Like whoever wrote that should die. Um, if there's a fraction of a chance, like it should have been a fraction, not a 1%, but a fraction of a chance that this dude will turn on us, something's got to be done about it. But that's Batman's personality because they've revealed so many times any time he's in the Justice League, he has a contingency plan to kill everyone in you know, the I Justice League if they ever go bad. I just think in, in the film script writing, they shouldn't have said if there's a 1%, they should have just said if there's a fraction. Yeah, it's, of a it's a little too strong. It sounds yeah. weird. Yeah. He's um, ready to drop whoever right. might go too far. 
Yeah, and which reminds me leads. of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, And that, yeah. that kicks into the whole story arc. It's of such a guys. good show. So before, because I, I know we're getting close to ending, and there was a really cool <laughs> thing that came from Batman the Animated Series that was the Phantasm. Oh, mm. yeah. I forgot. Yes. Oh, my God. I the forgot movie. about that. that the was... Mask of the Phantasm. Mask I saw that in theaters, and I yes. almost shit my watching that because it was it was almost like a horror thriller and it ends it up being so... this dramatic like vengeance revenge story with a beautiful not quite redemption arc but a huge lesson i don't know if it's for still kids there watching it i just i will never forget walking out of the theater it was on netflix like six it's months still... ago is it still there okay because i said i the second i, I heard it was on there. netflix i sat down and watched that and i was like oh dear god yeah but see, oh. that further proves the point that DC, bad at live action, amazing with animated films. Marvel is the exact opposite. They're terrible with animated films, amazing That's at live true. action. But the biggest thing, and I love Mask of the Phantasm, the biggest thing I remember, uh, we had a buddy over years and years ago, we're talking 20 years ago now at least, we're watching that movie, and this guy starts cracking up like he's about to split in half because the Joker grabbed a big chunk of bologna and started beating somebody with it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's beating him with his meat. That's so messed up but hilarious. That's all I can think of when I hear Mask of the Phantasm is Joker beating someone with his meat. It's a big thing of baloney, and the, it's a the, big old cock of baloney. And I, I remember the scene that, <laughs> that I remember the most is the old guy. There's the really old mob boss that has the the oh, oxygen, yeah, oxygen yeah. in the car, and and Batman yep. comes up to him and takes it off, and he's got that wicked grin on his face because in Batman the animated series, the darkness that was hinted at in the cartoon that was for cable television. They just embraced it wholeheartedly in the cartoon. To, I mean, they didn't shy away from the blood. They didn't shy away from anything. It was brutal and so good. Like the moment where I think it's, was it Rupert Thorne who ends up like climbing right. into his own grave um, and is like terrified as the phantasm comes up and you know, like the the ghost of Christmas past, yeah. The, the, because it takes place around Christmas, and that whole scene is like almost ripped straight from uh, a, a Christmas story. No, that's not what it's called, Christmas Carol. Um, where you have the the ghost of Christmas past show up, and it's this figure of death, and it has that that claw hook thing on its hand. Oh, such good character design. <laughs> Mask of the Phantasm. Trailers for Mask of the Phantasm. Because I remember oh. seeing them in theaters. Even the trailers for that were terrifying. And it was slightly Scooby Doo esque, though. To slightly. a degree. Like once you get to the end when you're like resolving right. everything. Right, right, right. But... Mr. Finnegan. <laughs> it's a red herring. Rips the skin off his skull. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, the trailers. Mask of the. I convinced my dad, and my dad didn't do kids anything, just anything. I convinced our our dad to take us to Mask of the Phantasm in theaters 
based on the trailer. I'm like, what? It was before Three Ninjas, our VHS of the Three Ninjas. Oh, man. (laughs) Aged so well. And that is another conversation for another time. But I I convinced him to take us to Mask of the Phantasm based on the trailer before the Three Ninjas. And he walked out of it and was like, that was crazy. And again, that goes to the duality of the storytelling for that era. Um, so kids good. get a completely different thing than parents. Yeah. From oh, the same oh, yeah. Well, but yeah. okay. So one, I think I feel like there's so much we want to talk about. There's, I think there's, ah! there's, there's one major character. I think we need, we need to talk about, and then we can, well, it'll probably, we'll probably end up talking about someone else too, but <laughs> <laughs> you know this this character especially from this uh version of this character started like an entire generation of i don't know a certain style of person uh like cosplayed out of its mind the, on movies nowadays everything uh voiced by Arlene Sorkin and that is Harley Quinn from Batman the animated series which she didn't exist before the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. She originated with Batman the Animated Series and has become Just a like staple. Mr. Freeze. Yep. Did not exist before the show. I didn't know that. I knew Harley yep. Quinn didn't, but I didn't know Mr. Freeze. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. And come on, Harley Quinn fucking boner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. costume is ridiculous real life. But come on. But it works. First boner. Because that's right that here. style. Yeah. First boner. Hey, anyone? Hand, hands up. Hands up. Uh, my wife just popped up in the chat. Your first boner, Lisa? Huh? Harley Quinn? All right. Perfect. No, but like 100%. such a staple of that show. Too. Like almost just her and then Mark Hamill's Joker back and forth, back and forth, back and yes. forth. Was yeah, just she helped make. Brilliant. Yeah. The, well, not make the Joker, but it was. It, yeah. It's, it's almost like, like he didn't need it. But it was there anyway to bring it to a whole other level, which was brilliant. And that's but funny. You she was that. also a little bit of the bringing him back down to earth. Yeah, she was crazy, but she kept still kept him in line. In I feel, I, it's funny. Funny you both say what you just said because I feel like Joker is like a volatile hot air balloon, and Harley Quinn is like the anchor that he didn't know he needed. Yeah, because it's like you take Joker in a vacuum. And he's fine. Like it exists on his own. No worries. You bounce him off from Harley Quinn and it just magnifies everything. Oh yeah. It's, it's just great. And the voice alone, like just the, it was so dead. Like the, the accent, how it was done was so different from anyone else in that. So much swagger with the, uh, yeah, very, um, you know, and obviously, you know, very sad backstory and everything, but it was, it was like, oh yeah, the the person she was becoming who she always wanted to be, but at an extreme degree, you know, yeah, like you said, the swagger, the confidence in everything she did, um, and then just, I mean, just bashing everything, like you said, the costume was ridiculous, and she just walked around with this giant ass hammer, like, doesn't make sense, but in that show, like, it just it matches, it makes sense with it the Joker. Fit. So perfectly. Yeah. She, 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 it was almost as if she had existed in the Batman mythos long before she showed up. Yeah. It, it just, right. it, yeah, they it, just it, made her show up as this is a thing. Yeah. And it, you've known it's a thing. It hasn't existed. But you, 
it's a thing, you know. Right. Well, and, and and she, you know, like you said, she's she's kind of this foil for Joker. And there are a lot of... The, I really like... The animated series introduced this, this character that they explored in comics because she became so popular. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That you couldn't... And everything. The, the animated series has flavored the comics and the movies. I mean... There's a scene in in the show where to defeat Two-Face, the first time he encounters him, he throws a bunch of coins up in the air with, with Two-Face's coins. And that's how he defeats him. That's the way they beat him in uh, Batman Forever. You know? Um, they, they have lifted items straight from the animated series to flavor Batman going forward. And, and Mr. Freeze... Harley Quinn, th- these are all characters that originated with the show but took on such a life because, I mean, all of us, I mean, we're in our 30s, you mm-hmm. know, um, and and we're, our age group are now the people that are, you know, making the movies or writing the comics or animating the comics, and we all remember this show because it was popular. I'm, I don't think... I don't know of anybody who's like where you're like Batman, the animated series was a great show. And they're like, nah, that sucked. If they right. did, they'd probably get killed because then I'd have to stab them. But yeah. it's, you know, it's okay. either I loved it or, Oh, I, I just missed it. I never saw it. Yeah. I never saw it. Exactly. Yeah. You say, t- you say to someone, I am the night," And they either like, are like, Oh my God. Or what? Or they're dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I love I love that quote. I am the knight. I am the vengeance. Because I like I didn't realize that it came from Batman the animated series, but occasionally it'll pop into my head. And I'm like because I see Batman and I'm like I am the knight. I am vengeance. And then and then I'm like I was watching it the other day and I'm like oh that's where that came from. Yeah, him him like molding or like just kind of melding into and coming out of the shadows hasn't been done in film yet yeah yeah live action film and i i want to see the day that that occurs um but it hasn't, well, hasn't and but then at least and we then, have the animated series where it did happen exactly with that sexy ass voice oh. that was a boner oh, voice kevin that was a boner yes voice. that was just a like, confused sexuality boner voice that is correct. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm in the chicks, but oh my god! <laughs> but I kind of want to be in him. That voice. It's weird. <laughs> Jim Gordon's voice uh, wasn't bad either. Like he doesn't get a lot of yeah. lines, but ooh. Uh, it was Bob Hastings. He had right? a deep, sexy voice. I have no idea. And I didn't yes, like yeah, the whole joke whole, of good. Gordon saying, "I hate when he does that." When oh Batman yeah, just disappears. He just I didn't realize it. He was in the cartoon in like episode four. Yeah, Batman just disappears. He's like, I hate when I did when he does that. Mm-hmm. I always saw it as like, I didn't remember him saying that. So when I saw other Jim Gordons do it, yep. I was like, okay, it's like an homage to Gordon being like, Ugh, fuck you. Like college humor really cashed in on that with oh, yeah. their Joker. Yeah. Yes, that, they really cashed, but it had been around forever. Yeah. So we haven't talked at all about Robin or Poison Ivy. Scarecrow, who had one of the freakiest faces in that cartoon. Oh, yeah. His mask, terrifying. That big grin. 
Can we? Okay. Let me know if I'm the only one. I was not a fan of the penguin. I didn't. Nope. Never. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, yeah. didn't do it for me. Never. I don't think anybody's really a fan was, of the penguin. Like I in wasn't... people's top rogues gallery, he's not really one that usually ends up there, except for the fact that he shows up a lot. Yeah. As a just lot. like, hey, I'm the penguin. Screw you. And then Batman punches him in the face. Well, because like. Until like the. Batman Forever with Danny DeVito. No, that was awesome. actually, you know, <laughs> it was a great. It wasn't I, Batman Forever. It was. Uh, he, I didn't Batman think he Returns. did great, but that they gave him more of a backstory, and then he seemed more interesting in one of the games. But I, yeah, I, he's not that interesting. Arkham City. I he has, a, he has an interesting. Go ahead, Russer. I was just going to say Arkham Arkham City he has a, a an interesting story. He does have some interesting story in the comics. Eh. But in the animated series he never he never really shows up. And yeah. and most of the times when he did show up he was the joke. Except for that vulture. That vulture would be terrifying. A giant yeah. vulture swooping down on you. F that noise. Well, I remember even as a kid I'd be like, "Oh, Another one of these episodes, you know, like even as a kid, I, I was like, I don't feel it. He's just, I don't know. Like in a world where you this. have two face as that, like really messed yeah. up gangster. I was like, what does the yeah. penguin bring that he doesn't? Yeah. I like an abuse. I have a long nose. Yeah. I have a James Bond hat. umbrella that can do shit that is not possible. It's pretty cool. I like it's cool, but uh, since suspension of disbelief. Yeah, was no. kind of out the door when it came to Penguin. I hated what the the Tim Burton movie did with the Penguin and made him like a deformed short dude. Like I didn't like that. Yeah. I I really enjoyed the idea of him just being like a short businessman. They yeah. called him the Penguin because he always wore a tux. He didn't wear a suit. He wore a tuxedo mm-hmm. all the time just because he could. Well, and see, but I, I didn't. I like the I don't know the tormented bit like. It, mm-hmm. Only because I felt bad for him. Yeah, I understood where I loved something so simple that is out of your control, and people giving you shit over it, and you going to the. That's the part that I was like, okay, that's interesting. That's more interesting than I have a long nose, and I love ice stuff. I'm not quite Mister Freeze. But I really want to fuck a penguin, so call <laughs> call me penguin, but don't. I, yeah, I in terms of like the animated series, I always thought that he was one upped in every aspect of his yeah. personality. Like yeah, he, his, he was his billionaire genius, one up by the Riddler. His maniacal craziness, one upped by the Joker. Yes, yeah. yeah. Unpredictableness, one upped by Two Face. His like realism, one upped by Clayface. Like he was a good gangster, though. He was a more interesting gangster than Falcone or any of them. Just because yeah. he was oh, see, more than Rupert just Thorne. a gangster. I loved Rupert Thorne. Rupert Thorne was my... <laughs> like, if they brought in a mafia he was, person... He was, was the godfather. He was, and he had a great voice. But I never saw that movie, so I didn't quite have that tie. I saw No, no, no. Uh, Rupert Thorne in the, the animated series was... He he shows up. He shows up a lot. He's usually a bit character. He's like one of the head mafioso bosses. Yeah. Um, was he the but white? You're right. Penguin. 
Yeah, he had the white hair. He was kind of a bigger dude. He had like the green suit. He kid, he's more interesting now, but I've only made it like four or five episodes back in. So yeah, I'm. But you're right, Penguin. He was usually the fluff episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like here, we here. Let's introduce some kids that find Batman and then hide him in their basement. Who's a good villain? Well, Mister Freeze would kill him. Joker would definitely like just blow up the house. Penguin. Penguin's an idiot. Let's throw him in there. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was like the non-serial episodes. Yep. Yeah. I swear, bud, you're never going to be able to finish this episode. I know you have show notes. I know you have key points. Do you well, know me? It up. Yeah. What <laughs> makes you think that Bud has key points? I made show notes the first four episodes of Just Some Guardians. <laughs> I know Bud as so one of the since. smartest people I know. So, do you? You need to either I'm stupid, or I have him on a high pedestal. He's either, a wicked beard. <laughs> beard. Either, yeah, yeah. My brain's actually <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a sexy beard. Thanks, thanks. Um, but Brett is very intelligent. Brett is very intelligent. He just does not have show notes. Yeah, I just don't have that. Chance. I know for sure. Yeah. I will hug him and squeeze him and name him Squishy. Brett. Oh, hey, um, he shall be my Brett. No, thanks. <laughs> stop it. But oh, fuck the shit out of Brett. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand. Um, so actually, a uh, couple things I want to hit on. Um, you guys, <laughs> you guys look great tonight. Yeah, but um, no. So you know, we've talked about a lot about the general tone of, no of the show. <laughs> I'm not wearing pants right now. I'll prove it. Um. You know, the general tone of the show, even as a kid, there were there was this uh, more adult theme that happened that I still, mm-hmm. like, really leached onto. And that was when the character of Ra's al Ghul was, became a major oh, part yeah. of the show. Uh, David Warner was the voice. Of, and, um, like, it really... Because I think when Ra's al Ghul became part of... Really leached into the show, it was interesting because it wasn't just, like... Bruce Wayne was just, he was there. Like Bruce Wayne was the guy you got to see some of it, but like that was one of the few air quotes villains, however you want to look at them. Right. Um, that really went back and forth with both sides, you know? And I, I don't know. It was something I I remember leeching onto. I was like, this is a really, that's when I got more into the writing of the show than the actual, like, Oh, that was funny. And Oh, that action scene was cool. Like Ra's al Ghul was such an interesting guy that I was like, Okay, storytelling is a thing my young brain suddenly is appreciating. Yeah, I always, I always saw him as the opposite side of what Bruce could have turned into. Absolutely. Yeah. I always, I was always drawn to the episodes involving him and the, the like moral dichotomy between himself and Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Yeah. The same level that I was always drawn to the mentoring focused episodes between he and Robin or Dick Grayson. Yeah. And I always, I always thought those, those both, like both of those episodes, I, I hold like near and dear to my heart because one teaches you, okay, being morally gray is one thing, but being morally deficient is another while yeah. pretending to be morally gray. Cause there's, there's one thing where you're vigilante justice. Yes. You can argue the right or wrongness in vigilante justice, but being just completely morally deficient but claiming to be morally gray is a different thing. Yeah. Um, but then those those same episodes where it's almost like they're 
they were trying to graft the lessons they're trying to teach the children directly onto what they're like what what Bruce or Batman is teaching Robin slash Dick. Um, those both of those style uh, really. <laughs> hey, you know, someone giving you hard dick like forty years ago was them telling you straight, telling you like it is. So there's actually a comic frame of Iron Man telling Captain America that, hey, Cap, it's time someone gave you some hard dick. <laughs> and it's just it's insane. It's time someone told you like it is. <laughs> just saying. Uh, um, I learned something tonight. But uh, I'll then, give you all some hard dick. <laughs> but it's not the old way. And actually, and so another another villain that like popped up periodically that I think a lot of people forget about, and I'm sure y'all are going to go <laughs> when I bring this up, is it was very fascinating. And as I got older, it was terrifying. And that is um, the ventriloquist and Scarface. <laughs> oh, I fucking cool. love them. They that was I love them so much. So incredible. And it like yes. yeah, I knew you would. Uh like you know when I said the penguin popped up, I was like, oh great, here we go. Oh. When they'd pop out, I was like, yay! Like it was just Oh, I, yeah, I was, was glued to the TV yeah. whenever I saw them. You had Scarface doing this thing in the venture. It's just this balding, <laughs> terrified uh, guy sweating all the time and yeah, oh, batting the sweat off no. while everything's going on, and like you forgot it was—he's just a ventriloquist. Yeah, like putting all that through the uh, puppet. It's well, because they always did the thing. Was it was, he? He was a the he was the schizo. Well, but the thing, thing but was is the way question. the cartoon portrayed it was, was a ventriloquist. Yeah, or, like, who is controlling who here? Who is well, the monster are. and who is the man? Again. Sorry. Batman, DC writes its villains exponentially. Like, yes. I I would argue that you look at the cardinal DC villains, they all represent some form of mental illness taken to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Well, especially Batman. Batman's yeah. in particular, they are, even Batman himself is right. a um, a product of mental disorder. Like, oh, but... Well, and when I say DC I villains... Know. I was like when I when it comes to like the dichotomy of mental illness and the spec I should say the spectrum of mental illness, definitely the Batman villains. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. They're all that really matter anyway. Yeah. The rest are just garbage. Mm, yeah. Mixelplug begs to differ. Kidding. I know the name. No idea. Superman. It's a Superman, Superman villain. Fuck Superman villains. Except Brainiac. Whole nother subject. <laughs> Batman the Animated Series. Correct. Oh, God, I forgot about Baby Doll. <laughs> what are we talking about? That was terrifying. I talking about it. Star Wars. Oh, Baby Doll was so damn creepy. I hated Baby Doll. <laughs> oh, my uh, No. I don't remember who that is. No. Don't look it up. It was, I, I no. tried she to block like that out of my mind. She an eight-year-old, but she no. was like a 40-year-old woman no. with, yeah, like, dwarfism terrible. or something. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, and... So the, one other thing I wanted to talk about after you guys here, if if there's anyone else you guys want to talk about, let's get into it. And then after that, I have one more thing and then we will head out. Hey, you like a baby. Yeah. What do you guys got? What do you want to talk? Ugh. Ugh. This is your chance. It's your last chance. 
I see now I'm blinking because you put me on the spot. I know. That's why I put what you, you on think? The spot. What do you think of like the transition from Robin, Robin deciding to leave Batman's wing and becoming Nightwing? Oh, I love Nightwing. Nightwing's Nightwing awesome. is my favorite DC superhero. Nightwing is part of my sexual awakening. Yeah. That's, was that ever covered? Really it was cool later awakening. on in the animated series, wasn't and it? Also, fuck Damian Wayne. Fuck him. I don't care. Way later on, like right at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. He's had some really good story arcs lately in the comics. Yeah, we're talking about I, Batman the Animated Series right now. I, yeah. I know, I know. I'm just saying. He brought it up. Damian Wayne never shows up in the in the right. in I the haven't animated series. Late night, so don't spoil you asshat. <laughs> yeah. Animated series. You asshat. Uh, shit. I know I missed not the worst Matt thing Hatter. I've been called. Matt Hatter. Oh, Matt Hatter. Yes, oh, oh yes Matt Hatter. Yes, I go. wanted to talk about There him. we go. Oh man. About him. Brilliant. Brilliant. The the costume work and that vo- who did okay I'm gonna look up his yes. voice because he was I don't so know good. who did the voice but it was so creepy like so Lindsay so Lindsay I've had it on twenty four seven the last couple of days to try and get as much in as I could and Lindsay was like she was watching that episode and she goes you know I thought I was gonna be really irritated with you watching this all the time and having it on all the time but this is not bad I was like right right. <laughs> I was like, it still holds up. Roddy McDowell. And that, there we go. Really? And that was, that wow. was one of the episodes. And his just, his fixation on Alice. And that, will they, won't they, will they, they won't, won't they, they join? Stop. The teeth. Oh. The teeth. Oh. No. He had that face of the. John Will. The popped collar where it looks like he has no neck all the time. Ah, super creepy. Ooh. The hat was so simple, but mm. the hat, the, the, the Mad Hatter's hat was iconic. It, I love the show because there were so such simple things that are just frozen in your head. Yeah. That if they don't do it right in anything live action, anything future, it's just fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Bane. Oh, yeah. Uh, they went back and forth. Damn. Oh, I hate that mode. I hate that. He sounded like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I couldn't understand a word he was saying. Yeah. Bane is a fucking genius. They, but they ne- gave it some in the animated series. They didn't do him. Ju- That's the one villain that they didn't do justice in the yes. animated series. They have never done him justice in anything outside of the no, comics. No, 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 no. Uh, the one with Diedrich Bader, where Joker had like a a jester hat kind of hair. If you haven't seen that, they actually do Bane right. The Batman? That, yeah, the Batman. The, the animated? Okay. They do Bane better than anything I've seen so far. I haven't seen any of the Bane episodes, but I love I the Dracula like, versus the Batman. I that was like such a good movie. The show, but they actually did Bane correctly. I, lo- I loved it. Hmm. And the, the Dracula versus Batman was fantastic. Anyway, we're talking Batman the Animated Series, not the yeah. Batman. Batman uh, mashed with Ninja Turtles? That was a thing. <laughs> yes, yep. it was. Mm-hmm. And we choose to forget it. 
Yeah. Well, we're talking about the animated series. <laughs> Kevin Conroy. She <laughs> <laughs> uh, cream on my chest. All right. Anyone else here? I think I'm good. All right. Okay. So last I'll think of something do... as soon as you start to yeah, talk absolutely. about your thing. Yep. So the thing, the thing, I, the last thing I want to say is like, for each of you, what was just the weirdest fucking episode that you were like, what is happening right now? I'll go first so you guys can think. You remember this episode of me? I've rewatched this one recently and I was like, who wrote this episode? Um, Fire from Olympus. With uh oh, with the Zeus, with Zeus and yeah. the the cannon on the roof of the office building and everything. Uh, that whole episode, I was like, "Wow, what the fuck is happening right now?" <laughs> like, yeah, that was that was bad. That was Zeus. He, he's got this thunderbolt cannon. He's gonna destroy everyone with, and he gets pushed into it and blows up there. And he's like totally yeah. dressed up. It looks like a Roman Colosseum on the roof of this You're office building. You're making me remember things I didn't even know were in my memory. Yeah, you remember this episode now? So fucking bad. That like, was what is happening. For whatever reason, that is one of the standout episodes to me. Like I just remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that was okay. a weird one. Yes, I can't even remember what episode it was, but I remember. I vaguely remember Batman doing like an Adam West Batman. <laughs> It was like a freeze frame. For, for those of you in the audio, his microphone cut off because he was screaming the word no for a very extended period of time. So all we saw was a very intense O face. Exactly. It, it was Batman doing some weird, o, like very 50s O face. <laughs> it was so that bad. Was, that was great. <laughs> Talk to you. Yeah. I... I haven't been known everyone loves my o face yeah it's true i do now give us give us your o face show me your o face Um, (laughs) i didn't i didn't do my homework like russell did i didn't go back and watch it so i'm like basing everything off from last watching any of this show 20 plus years ago Mm -hmm. but literally the thing that's the episodes that stand out most to me for just how much they affected me, and it was weird at the time. In retrospect, I understand it more. Was the Clayface mental breakdown episode? Yep. Because I remember sitting in the living room with my younger sister sitting next to me. She's like ten years younger than me. She she was like three, and we were watching this together. And I remember like, cannot compute, cannot compute, like. What, what am I watching? What is what is what is happening right now? I don't understand this. And then she looks at me and is like, what's happening? And I'm like, eh, eh. <laughs> like sparks are shooting out. I'm like, I don't know. You understand. look like Clayface as he's going through his transformation. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 I got nothing for you because I don't get it. Um, He's yeah, that that's that cements. Huh? Clayface is like a solid top level villain for me just because of the the mental hula hoops I had to jump through. Hula, you don't jump through hula hoops. 
the mental hoops I had to jump through. It was just crazy because people were hula hooping while I was jumping through them. It was crazy. Exactly. It was like an ostrich exhibit without yeah. the ostrich. Without the, or the exhibit. I, said that. I remember <laughs> the episode where uh, I can't remember. There was a giant tower computer system that made a Bruce Wayne robot. Oh, and yes. had, like sword that fight the robot and suit. Yeah. Oh my god! And it had like a mental breakdown <laughs> because right. it could. Fuck Look you for making me remember that. You're having a mental breakdown, remembering a mental breakdown, breakdown after hearing about a mental breakdown. Whoa! That was such a mind fucking episode. Yes. I, oh, that, that was a good it, episode. This it was show a really good episode. This show was a psychological study in and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think someone someone in psychology could write their thesis on this show. I'm sure they have. I bet people have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We should totally look this up. I will. What do you got, such Russ? A good fucking show. Um, I think there was an episode that I watched um where like it was just, it made no sense. Well, what, okay. I've already talked about the Penguin episode that's like with the kids, and it's definitely a filler episode. Uh, but there was one where Joker is, he. so he comes in on like one of those garbage barges in the middle of the river. Mm-hmm. And like, there's like, the. it looks like it's really stinky because it has like the green vapors wafting up from it. And like hitting the entire city, but it's his laughing gas. And I don't remember, like, there was a point to that episode that I just can't remember. I just remember it not being great because it's like Batman gets in a fight, and then there's all of a sudden this robotic clown that he, that Joker calls the captain. Captain Clown, yeah. Captain Clown. Captain Clown beats the crap out of batman and then like but they're like they're diving for something at the bottom of the river and it, it was just a weird episode yeah i must have blocked that out yeah that's uh that's a, i'm looking at it now that was a yeah i remember that one now that was a weird one okay i was gonna say maybe you know russell was fucked up in the head <laughs> you know what's my like, that day per usual I, I wouldn't put it past me. But again... Shrooms but and Batman, they're a great mix. <laughs> the more news later. So now I want to try that. No, 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 I don't. Anyway. Do a baby doll Can you episode. imagine the trip that the you would go on? Everybody interrupt FUD and just derail the show the whole damn time. Thank you for joining us for episode 92. No. That's Hi. every episode of just some guardian. Guys, yeah. I think we did it. Did we do it? Did we? We did a lot. I think we, we did. did. I think we're good. We, we did a thing. We did I, a I lot of things. Take your time. Just let just it. Direct eye contact it. right now. Ah, beautiful. All right, guys. Hell yeah. Do we, uh, it's late. So I'm going to ask you guys, do you want to do story time or do you want to just end the show? And it's like um, two in the morning for some of you. I'm fine. Okay. Phoenix, you good? Yeah, I'm good. 
Okay. Bum ba dum ba dum. Story time. Oh, it's cute kid voices. You didn't ask me. Russell, no one gives a shit. Um, Story time. You were late. You don't get asked. Yeah. Yeah. I told Brett that I was going to be late. It's not like it was a all of a sudden thing. It was. I told him yes. When you told me, it was all of a sudden. Correct. He told all of us you would be there on time. I read. You can ask Lisa. She's asleep now, so you can't ask her right now. But I read that text and I was like, Lisa. Song. That was sudden. That was all of a sudden. Well, because I remembered last night. It's when it finally con- the dots connected in my head, and I was like, "Oh, I have this thing tomorrow." And then I was thinking about the podcast, and I was like, "Oh crap, they're on the same is, day." Yeah, Friday, anything, the same day. Is anything half of a sudden? How long have you been doing this fucking show, Russell? Not very I'm long. Very <laughs> Revival hasn't been. Yes, it's, shit. It's been like a month. But no, literally, uh, things things can be all of a sudden. But has anything ever been half of a sudden or a partial sudden? I quarter sudden all the time. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what they used to call me in middle school. Sudden. Was the quarter suddener? <laughs> Don't ask. Oh, my God, I carried it in high school too. Now here goes classic quarter suddener. Oh dear. Yeah. All right, so cool. Isolated by that all of a sudden. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Storytime. Part of the show <laughs> where we all tell a story in gaming from our past. We're just some guards. We get nostalgic on the show. Who wants to go first? That's really good. Okay. I... <laughs> Russell, take us away. Get... Oh, no. Don't. Don't do me. I know you're drawing, uh, so I had to put you on the spot. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, um, that was deep, man. That was a really good story. I can go first if you want to think. Yeah, yeah go, go for it. it. Okay, it's gaming, but it's tabletop gaming. That, and it's gaming. reminiscing about something Brett and Russ were present for digitally. It's the first time we played our hat trick campaign and Matt who played Tanakh at the time was at my house and we recorded or we filmed like we were together. Yeah. And it was, I'll never forget. This is just a short story, but I'll never forget when I opened my mouth as Jayag and he just looked at me because <laughs> oh, it yeah, was the right. first time he had ever heard it in person. person. Yeah. After playing for months and I'm like, beard. <laughs> And he just like looks like what the hell? I'll never forget that because he almost fell out of the chair that he was sitting in. Because you guys were in the same frame, and he like was out of frame for a second, and you started busting a gun right next to each other. Yeah. So I'll never forget that. That's just a fun story that lives in my brain, rent free. That's so awesome. All right, Russ, you had time to think. Do it. I know you didn't think. Putting me spot. That wasn't actually someone uh, took took the fall for you, so you wouldn't be on the spot. I thought somebody else was yeah. gonna go. Yeah. Um, someone okay. who hasn't drawn mythos, despite telling me two years ago he was almost done drawing mythos. Just just saying. Whatever. You should. Whatever. You should. Story time. <laughs> Story time. Um. Kevin. So. I w- this is my story. I will never draw mythos because I enjoy too much Nick's. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, okay, so so I there I was playing Dark Souls mm-hmm. as one does, but the, it was my first play. Which one? Okay, Dark Souls. Oh, okay, the first one. 
Dark Souls. Um, Dark Souls? So there's... Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Dark Souls. He sure, she so, sure. Uh, there's, there's this part in Dark Souls... <laughs> Green which, on your chest. Uh, was... It, 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 in my mind, it's worse than Blight Town, which is notoriously oh, I hate terrible. Town. Yeah. Oh yeah. Blight Town sucks. Um, but there's this place that you come down to, and it's like the sewers. So it's like one of the first areas. So it's like um, shitting. Huh? It's like shitting yeah. your pants. Oh yeah. No. Well, because you get to this area, and then all of a sudden there are these freaky frogs that are hopping around. And they have these huge eyeballs, and then they're just like they're frogs. Yeah. Do they blink? Um, they don't because they're Ugh. actually not their actual eyes. They're just vestigial. Ugh. If you look really closely, so their faces are actually they have like these beak mouths, and then they have eyes right above them, and then it's they just, like just have like these thing where kids think massive tumors. Eyes. Yeah. 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 Um. But they hop around and they have these huge eyes, but then when they hop close to you, they breathe out this fog. Now, me being uh, a scaredy cat, like I immediately see this fog and I'm like, F that noise. I don't know what this does, but I've played this game enough to know that that is terrible. So I'm trying to avoid it, but there's like, you, you so you're running away from them and then you get chased by five because in Dark Souls, Apparently nothing, once you aggro something, it'll just follow you forever. Um, and so they're like these ten frogs. So I get encompassed in this fog and I turn to stone and I'm cursed because it's an immediate death. And now you have to go back and get your stuff. That wasn't the story, but it's part of it. So I'm paranoid and I get to the end of this level. The story, yeah. And someday, whatever. <laughs> So you come down. I know I'm entering a boss room. You always know when you're entering a boss room in Dark Souls. because, And so it shows this animation. And at first it looks like the head of a crocodile is coming up over the side of this cliff. And then all of a sudden you see it elongate into this massive torso. And up on the top it says gaping dragon. And you realize that this thing is probably 50 feet long and 50 feet of it is this gaping mouth that Ugh. juts from its chest. And it does this move where it just slams on you and then eats you. I freaked out. I was like, nope, nope. I'm trying to like get through the fog cloud back. And I'm like, no, no. And it just, it ate me. And that's the end of the story. This still sounds like a, a massive penis eating you wet dream. It kind of <laughs> looks like a massive penis. Which we've all had. Have you drawn a massive penis, Russell? Is that what you're drawing right now? Yeah. Occasionally. No, they I'm say just, it, depending on what you eat focus. recently is how you dream. I always eat penis before I go to sleep. So. Just devouring. <laughs> just hands, handfuls of cock. Just it's, it's, blah, blah, blah. Is that a bowl of blazing bread? No. Yeah, it's penis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Penisos, the best bedtime snack this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> Brought to you by just guardians. Brought to you by just some guardians. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And the the cover <laughs> box will just be just Kevin be a gorilla Trump. running with big balls. That's <laughs> throw back to the beginning of the show. <laughs> oh, hey God. Phoenix, what do you got, brother? Huh. <laughs> I I forgot for half a second. 
I, I guess the funniest story I can think of at the moment. Uh, I never got the flawless Raider in D1. Mm-hmm. Shame. Because two people running it, uh, Crota's end, when you could still glitch the bridge, mm. I had never made it to the top of the tower at the bridge area to where you're out of the area so you don't have to die. I was standing at the top when my buddy was across the bridge and he's like, okay, go. He meant start jumping to get to the top. I was already there. Mm. The only way I'd ever done it was die. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I jump off and die. (laughs) That was the only death the whole fucking time. The only time I ever made it to the top. I never got Flawless Raider because of that. Because he's the only And I was worried to clarify. I just assumed he meant just fucking die so we can get through it. Guys, this is the run. I feel it in my soul. (laughs) And I died and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? How'd you die? You told me to go, so I jumped off the out of area place. You fucking. I'm sure he had. (laughs) I was about to say, I'm. I'm sure that he had a few choice words. Oh yeah, but indicate exactly the same guy that I pushed off the tower. I don't know how many times, staying up till three, four o'clock in the morning. He was falling asleep. I'm just pushing him around the tower. You know, whatever. So it is fine. But that is the exact reason why I don't have Flawless Trader for D1. The only achievement I never got. Because he said, okay, go. And I jumped off. Oh, my God. That sounds like something I would have done. Or have done. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so my story involves my daughter. Uh, this This is a few years back when I discovered... She's learned a lot from me. Mm. So we uh, were we were playing Minecraft, right? And she goes, she goes, Dad, let's each make a obstacle course for the other person. And I was like, that sounds awesome. So we set up where we couldn't look at each other's screens, right? And I'm like, oh, this is so fun. And so I built her this really cool obstacle course that I think she, you know, she can do. I've got like lava pits with some jumping, you know, and like climb up a ladder and go through. All. I made this maze. It was really cool. And so. And this this was a few years back, so she was very young, and so you know she does she does mine and gets through it just fine. And she's like, "Oh, that was so fun!" I was like, "Yeah, yes, nailed it." And so I go over to hers, and it's like one tall purple tower with a ladder and a door, and like that was it. And I was like, "We're supposed to build obstacle courses." She goes, "I built it for you, Dad." And I was like, "All right, well, she doesn't get what obstacle courses. I get that." So I climb up the ladder, and I walk through the she? door. And the second I walk through the door, there's a trap door and I fall through and fall to the center of like the Minecraft world into a lava pit. And the second I start falling, she's next to me going. Ah, you idiot. You just cackling uncontrollably at just the top of her lungs. Oh my God. It was so, I was like, You've learned well, young one. It was, it was a beautiful parent moment. 
She lulled me I to false sense of security with just you. a tower. Yeah. I was like, girl. Before she was but the learner, but now no, she is the master. master. Exactly. That's so great. Oh, my God. It was so good. All right. Um, I think we did have an email real quick. I think we had one. Um, hey, did we get our uh, our our music? Our, no, not no. yet. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Gun bait. I'm calling you out. Um, all right. Uh, we have a question in coming in here. Uh, Phoenix, this is your question. Yes. We haven't we haven't been able to ask it yet. So, like you actually, this is you emailed it to us. I don't know if you remember this or not. Oh, I forgot about that. Shit. Yeah. Okay. So you can answer <laughs> your own question tonight too. Um, well, let's let's start with let's start with Nick. We'll go Nick Russell and then Phoenix and then myself. Okay. Uh, I don't know what time you sent this. What time? Did you, oh, that wasn't like three in the morning. Okay. Question from Arisen Phoenix to the show. If you put all your dicks in a line, how long before you touch yourself? Three. Okay. Russell. 42. Okay. 42. Oh. Maybe one. Okay. So for me, um, so like, like I'm more of like an innie than an outie. You know what I mean? It's, it's like a, it's like a deformed belly button. So like technically I'm already touching myself. So. Okay. See, to clarify that started out as how long would it reach? But I find it funny to fuck with people's heads. Yeah. You know, and mine's inside. So. And. Again, I'm a button on a fur coat. So it's more of how long are Nick and Russell's dicks? Okay. Minus oh, okay. like 1.5. Okay. That was a good question. Yeah. I feel like Not I really. talked more about myself <laughs> than I should have. Uh, based the on answer is still 42. Based, based on health studies, above average. Yeah, I don't think the average is true. It's weird because how the any it's like when I'm jogging, Jake's it's like I'm fucking myself. It's weird. Don't worry about it. Um, all right. That's just cold weather. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. There you go, folks. We did it. We made it. Oh my gosh, episode. it is. What? In in, we're in Texas. It is eighteen degrees here. Currently. Shut the fuck up. There is it's eighteen. It's eighteen degrees on. here. We have the same weather. Ha. It is ice on everything because it rained yesterday. So there's just like this much ice on everything. It's five degrees here. I've had like three inches of ice on everything for like a week. Fuck off. Still talking about penises? I live in Texas. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm married. So yes, I've had three inches of ice on my dick, which makes it look way bigger. I'm okay. Enjoy the lake effect that living just west of Detroit gives us. We don't really get the ice. We get just snow. Just bleh. Yeah. Who, who wants my popsicle? Me. Y'all want a popsicle? <laughs> Y'all want a mushroom paper bow in a while? Where'd you go? All right, we're falling down the hill. Here we go. Hey, everyone. I'm that was a show. Boy. Arisen Phoenix. Mm. 
in the future, when you're not arousing literally all of us, where can people find mm -hmm. you? Fuck if I know. Uh, <laughs> Risen Phoenix on pretty much everything. Uh, the O is a zero, and Phoenix is P-H-O-E-N-I-X. I hate when I see it spelled wrong. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I think Instagram, it's Risen Phoenix. That's about the only place that's not a Risen Phoenix. Right on, man. I try to keep branding. I like it. Unlike someone I know. <laughs> um, oh, well, I wasn't going to say names, but I mean, you, you brought it up. But no, dude, legitly, though, thank you for being here tonight, man. That was a really fun topic that, like, went incredible. Like, that was such a fun show. Yeah, right? <laughs> absolutely. But by the end, I felt like... Cause... Granted, I joked at the beginning, like, let's talk about the most chill topic ever, politics and religion. And then I said, all I could think about is Batman. And you're like, dude, come on. That's a big Batman. Yeah. There's a lot. And I'm like, okay, comics or cart, you know, original cartoon series, because that's what I know the best. And I was like, oh, comics are so fucking deep. We still went there. Yeah, of course. But I was like, okay, animated series. That's, you know, two hours at best. Nah, we fucked the shit out of that pig. And didn't even cover all of it. Yeah. Nope. That's because I like big anus. So, but it's... it's. Thank you, Russell. Only Thank second time on the show, but it's always amazing talking to you guys. Always a great time. I'm glad, man. We love having you. I'm happy to be here. And that shirt looks good on you. Damn right, because yeah, my does. man titties. He shirt, my nipple. she shirt, he shirt, she shirt, cream on my chest. Kevin Conroy, Kevin Conroy, yeah, Mr. Sandbag Bob. Where can Correct. people find you on the old interwebs? They can find me, they can find me on Sandbag Bob on PlayStation Network, Instagram, Twitter, and anywhere else. Sandbag Bob can be found, including Cash App. Yeah, don't forget Including the cash app, Sandbag Only fans. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't bring it up, I was going <laughs> You can You can find me on cash app whether you like it or not. <laughs> Mr. Russell. Mr. Don't Dr. Jex. Don't do me like that. Mr. Jack. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which one today? Where can the... you? Don't... Okay, I thought about this, right? You were telling the story again of how, like, you changed your Twitter because you're looking for jobs, right? Like, you have a job. Like, rebrand yourself and just make it the same everywhere. That's true. Do at the same everywhere. Yeah. Then you could then you could not do this really you could just embarrassing be like, bit. I'm the same everywhere. At the same everywhere. And still get it wrong somehow. Yeah. The same. I, I would. Yeah. So people would be people like, how do you spell that? And I'd be like. The it, same anywhere. Uh, you can't find me anywhere. I just, I'm going to tell you the wrong handle. Yeah. So you're not going to be able to find me anyway. Guys. DMs. Yeah. We'll just under the show in the show notes, him. we'll be the correct links. Just look there. I uh, am. You can, you can find me on Twitter at drjex. That's J E X seven, two, five, Oh, seven, two, five. Yep. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh -huh. And then you can find me. You can find me on the discord <laughs> at jackal seven, two, five, zero. <sighs> You did it, Russ. You did it. And OnlyFans as the biggest dick in existence. Yeah. Celebrate. There was a whole lot of people saying things at this day. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us for episode 92 of Just Some Guardians. We'll do the show. Bloop. 
We're live. It's twitch.tv slash just some guardians. Friday nights at 11.30 p.m. Eastern. That was a long one, folks. Cherish that and enjoy it. You can find That's us. That's what she said. Justsomeguardians.com. Justsomeguardians.podbean.com. Whatever you want. Or he said. All that stuff. Email us. Justsomeguardians at gmail.com. Give us questions. Good questions. All right? We want to read it. We want to know it. We want to crave it. Right? You can find us on Twitter at JSGCast. Russell. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. I'm doing the outro right now. Shut do, the fuck up, bro. You need to count to do ten. You, do you mind, sir? <laughs> do you need me to count to ten? I got no respect. Yes. No respect around here. One. Two. Internally. Internally, <laughs> Russell. Well, I like to you Russell, but shut up. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at JCCast. Link to the Twitter's way in the Discord. You can go over there and talk to us. Cool. Hey, hey, everyone, I'm Elmer Fudd. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all those places, at Elmer Fudd Games. Double M, double M, double D. <sighs> Russell. Yep. Dig us out. Join us next week on Just Some Guardians for mutual chaos and utter incompetency. Thank you. Wakanda forever! <laughs> <laughs> he shirt, she shirt. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. <laughs> He sells he shirt she shirts down by the he shirt she shirt sure. Yeah. That's not the line. GSG cream on my chest. Yeah. Is what you were supposed oh. to say. You fucked it. If you hadn't been late. Huh. Correct. We wow. ad lipped our intro today. Although yeah. he's usually early, so Russ, I would like to inform it's you a positive for him. That we DM'd La- Laz and sweated him to write us an ad. So he did it on the uh-huh. spot and then we didn't even do the ad he wrote us. <laughs> As that's so awesome. yeah. testimonialized it and uh it's beautiful. Wept. oh you didn't get to see this russ <laughs> check this out oh yeah check that out russ